I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. Hi, this is Misha Collins from Supernatural. creepy but necessary podcast where chris and i cover every single episode of the tv show supernatural except for this episode we're this is all feedback we're 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 reaching out to you the listeners and asking you what your thoughts and feelings are uh we normally have a guest as you heard in the intro we we had someone kind of lined up they were here for the first part of the podcast um but then they they had to go so thanks misha uh we we appreciate it sorry that your schedule didn't allow you to stay thank you so much misha Hopefully um, that audio issue won't uh, affect anything. Hopefully we'll have um, all of the outtakes because we, we we did spend a couple of hours before actually doing the podcast. Just just, you know, just just talking, just having a conversation. Yeah. It was really and that's fun. the thing people have always said, because we obviously Jeremy and I don't go to conventions or anything like that. People mm-hmm. have always said, Misha, Jared Jensen, like the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. And I wanted to believe it, but I never knew until now getting Misha on. Having him, you know, just tell us all these great stories, and we're super excited for you guys to hear that. Obviously, he had to jet out before we did the feedback because we don't want to read, you know, fan fiction in front of Misha. But not going to uh, do that. Would have been game for it. So yeah, uh, he said he was having some audio issues, so hopefully that won't be a problem. But uh, anyway, yeah. So um, what we normally do is what we, what we would normally do is ask our guest about their experience with Supernatural. I think um, Misha probably that's pretty well known for everybody. Um, and then we we discuss <laughs> yeah. all of our kind of thoughts and feelings on season ten, and then we. Go into your feedback, uh, Chris. I, you know, I've been thinking about season ten a lot since we covered the finale. Um, it's been interesting to me that season ten uh, was so good uh, because I, especially after season five, like I've liked individual seasons. I don't think that they got to those like high heights that we mm-hmm. saw. Even like individual episodes that are absolutely stand out to me from season ten, like maybe don't necessarily hit swan song, which is probably without seeing like all of the future episodes, it's probably the best episode of supernatural. I would probably say, yeah, yeah at say least that. it's up there. Um, so like for season 10 to come this hard and to do a relatively good job of handling a meta story. And I had minor like complaints as we went, right? Like we de- had to deal with Cole for some reason for a little while. Yeah. We had to deal with Cole. Sam wasn't in the script for a while. <laughs> um, they killed our, they killed one of our faves killed one of our faves towards the end um but it 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 very much handled you know dealing with the meta story dealing with some brother drama it i think it kind of built up to this divisive point between the brothers and it delivered on that like the at the end of the mm-hmm. season sam wins deaned back in a very real way and i think that's very yeah. very meaningful and i'm kind of hoping that this is the last time the boys are gonna have to lie to each other all season like i don't I'm sure that they won't because it's a, I don't know who is mandating that they do this in the script or if it's just lazy or if they just go, you know what? The audience eats this stuff up. It boosts ratings whenever this happens. This is a cynical look at it, but I don't know why at this point, after 10 years, Sam and Dean would still be fighting with each other in this way. You know, like it doesn't make a ton of sense, but yeah, hopefully this is the last time we have to deal with it. 
it's one of those things where they would either have figured out how to get along or they would figure out how to not be around each other if this was like right. a real situation. And I think that's like ultimately the problem with like serialized TV is that you're going to have these characters sticking together because you have to, that's what makes the show. Uh, Mm -hmm. And you don't want to have a lot of external drama with individual characters because it takes away from, this is a story about two bros killing demons. And uh, I, I'm just hopeful that they, they come together and they're killing shit and they are dealing with external problems like Mm one-on-one like this Castiel situation. We didn't really talk about in the finale. We leave Castiel having been cursed by Rowena to be a, like a rabid, you know, dog essentially, and yeah, about to like, attack he, Crowley. Like, what the fuck yeah. is happening with that? And he spent so much time in the aquarium this season <laughs> that it's a pretty big turn. For it's him. a pretty big twist. Someone cleaned out that filter and got him out of the glass. You know what I'm saying? Someone they let him out of the aquarium just to put him in the dog pound. You know, and it's like. <laughs> What are we gonna do, Castiel? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do with um, them? And they, you know, Crowley's so yeah. character arc from kind of completely bored king of hell to an actual evil person again. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's funny because season ten is where I stopped watching. It's where I think, even though there were a lot of really strong episodes, my interest wasn't ever held by it. I would let episodes stack up on the DVR rather than watching them the night that they aired. Um, which I did up to season nine. Every time an episode aired, I, I watched it right then and there. And season 10 is where even covering the season, I think this was a great season. But at the time, there is something missing in a lot of episodes, in a lot of the, the, the overall arc that I didn't feel as compelled to come back to it week after week. And I struggled with that, as many people have heard throughout this season, where sometimes it just didn't feel like Supernatural. Even when it was doing the right thing, it wasn't exactly hitting the marks that I wanted it to hit, to hit. That you know, invisible, impossible thing that I'm like looking forward to achieve, and I don't even know what it is. Um, it just it never seemed to be able to hit that. And I think that the end of the season really does rein in season ten really, really well and make it one of the most cohesive that we've seen since season five for sure. Um, I think there have been a lot of really strong episodes since season five but i don't like countless strong episodes since season five but i don't know if we've had any singular strong seasons season 10 might be the closest to that yeah it's interesting that you said that i hadn't really put that into words yet that uh season 10 is kind of missing that like bingeability for me we we talked a lot about uh finishing episodes before and how our podcast schedule kind of dictates that we don't watch, we don't mainline like four episodes of Supernatural and then come back and record four episodes amounts mm-hmm. of the week. Like I think it would break our brains to do that. But <laughs> yeah. but sometimes we are extremely tempted to, because you finish an episode and you're like, what the fuck is going to happen? Like when at the end of season nine, when Dean w- opens his eyes and he's a demon, I wanted to see the next episode immediately. And the finale gets me there to some degree with season 10. Like I want to see what happens, but I'm also yeah. like, like throughout the season, I w- I don't think I was that tempted to like go after it. Like I w- I didn't I just didn't want to like sit there. Like I was perfectly content doing one episode a week, recording on it, and then doing another episode, and then recording on it. Like my schedule was perfect for me for this season. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what it is exactly. I don't know what that that element is that is no longer in the show. Um, because yeah, back back in the day, I could not stop myself from watching the next episode after i got over the hump in season one where it's like okay i don't really care about these dudes i don't really care about what's going on and then you hit like episode you know i don't know what it is halfway through that season 
where it just starts to feel like I cannot stop watching Supernatural. <laughs> Even now, if I were to go back and watch those early seasons, I bet I would be plowing through them because I love them. There is a there is a kind of magic there. And like I said, countless 10 out of 10 episodes since then. And I don't want to be just this like person who says, oh, only the first five seasons were good. That's that's not true. There's plenty of great stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, as I said, this is the first season that has felt like, OK, season 10 really stands on its own as a, a as a solid full through experience. Despite our complaints, yeah. I think it, it sticks the landing, which has actually been interesting to hear that a lot of fans don't like this ending. Now, you and I aren't in the fandom, so we don't really like see or we are, not you know, interacting on a wider scale with the fandom. So we don't uh, we, we we weren't aware of that going in. We both seem to really like the finale. Um, so I was I was actually really surprised to hear people don't like this. And that made me more curious and want to be more critical about everything that we saw. But it was um, yeah, it was an interesting little tidbit. Yeah, I'm um, I'm we got some feedback from people and uh, a lot of people that uh, say a lot. Several people were like, we're very I'm very happy that you guys seem to like season 10 because I also like it. And it seems like the fandom doesn't. And that was really my first experience with people not liking season 10. Um, there'd been some chatter in our discord that I'd kind of skimmed through and, and various channels about people complaining about certain aspects. But um, I, for the most part, like I, I have been kind of into it. I, all of my complaints, I feel have been pretty minor, you know, with the exception mm-hmm. of Sam not being in the cast for a good 12 episodes. I think that's probably like yeah. my biggest complaint. Um, but it, we, we have like, it, it does a really good job of, starting from a point and ending at a point which i know sounds like basic storytelling 101 but this is cable television like you don't always that's not always given <laughs> right and then throughout right. that like it develops interesting characters and interesting plots for its characters so uh rowena for example was a character that was mm-hmm. introduced that i thought was going to be horrible and i was really dreading to cover and by the end of the season i have done a complete 180 on and have it yep. i'm absolutely yep. in love with her um i mentioned it earlier but crowley's arc I think is really, really solid. Uh, Castiel's arc, I think is complete fucking mishandled, completely fucking mishandled. Uh, mm-hmm. He's barely there for most of the episodes. He's kind of fucking around with Hannah doing question mark at the beginning of the season. And then like at the end, he's just doing whatever Sam tells him. Like, why are you like, I think Metatron even asked yeah. him at some point, like, why are you still on earth? What the fuck are you doing here? And he can't even, answer he's that. a, he's a, a plot device. Like he, yeah. he's, I mean, we complained a lot. I complained a lot about Sam not getting any love. We're not getting any pages in the script, um, but Castiel is even worse, and and it has always sort of been that way, you know, us screaming "Where's Cass?" and all that, um, because the show started with Sam and Dean Winchester with the brothers, and so we expect to a certain degree that at least Sam is going to be in there, um, but to introduce these other fantastic characters that we love, like Castiel, who we know are pretty much going to be staples of the show, and to have them have no importance whatsoever like all the stuff with breaking metatron out of heaven it was like what are we doing with that we're just introducing another piece on the board but we're like we haven't i'm sure metatron will come back in some way now that he's out it's just castiel did almost nothing throughout any of this yeah he had his arc with claire which was fun but that was more of a claire thing than a castiel thing i feel 100% like percent agreed he, about that he yeah. started and ended at the exact same place which is unfortunate because we love castiel um with sam i'm still trying to wrap my head around it obviously at some point the show shifted because it feels like and i could be wrong about this maybe this is just my perspective it feels like at least the first season two seasons is kind of shaped around sam's journey sam's arc is like you know one of the psychic kids i mean do you feel that way or yeah absolutely and then i think dean shines 
so brightly in <laughs> to use that phrase in those early seasons because the focus isn't on him all the time so then when it sort of does shift and you just you you have so much empathy for this for this brother trying to pick up the pieces of of Sam who is going through this horrific experience um and i think that 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 dynamic works really well and obviously fans just they liked Dean more um as the story went on so it became started to focus more and more on him and i still feel like the writers don't know how to handle it necessarily because it's not a show that is supposed to have a single main character it's a show with two main characters and i you know that's different than a, than a lot of other shows there's usually just one single protagonist um so i i don't know if there is a struggle to try and balance things which just feels like towards the end of the season they finally did strike that balance a little bit but they just were telling dean's story throughout this and following his his arc but at the same time, they weren't doing a lot with him. <laughs> like we, yeah. you and I were both like, "Oh, Dean's like, yeah, he's got the mark of Cain," and then like he freaked out once, but then he's like super chilled out the rest of the season. And you know, it was just like, I don't. It was hard to follow that singular arc because I think the show does need two. It does need two at all times, at least. And then we should have a B plot of Castiel or Rowena or Crowley or whoever doing something else. And sometimes we got that. Sometimes we didn't. Sometimes it failed. Sometimes it didn't. Um, my, I think my where i see that coming from and this is going to betray a little bit of bias when we started the podcast like we very casually said that i was the dean fan and you were the sam fan right like that was it was a pretty easy division that's held true longer the longer we've done the podcast um i've come to appreciate jared a lot when they give him Mm -hmm. real shit to do he he pulls it off in a spectacular fashion i think the issue is that they give jensen way more shit to do like there's something exactly. about jensen and i and, and look sam fans please don't hate me when i say this like i jared's a nice dude he's a great actor i love mm-hmm. him to death but like there is something fucking magnetic about jensen ackles when he goes deep that's why you get scenes of him like with the camera shoved in his face with that like fish eye lens saying i'm good i'm good like you saw in the finale mm-hmm. like that's some shit that not a lot of actors can pull off and Jensen is, is can do it. And I think the show knows that and they give him these huge dramatic storylines with these really dark exploratory kind of plots and character work. And then they have to figure it out, figure out how to write Sam into that. And mm. what ends up happening is Sam ends up being the mom or the nagger or the, or the, right, or the person right. who has to save Dean. Like he's something, he's something that has to relate to Dean and not his own right. character. And Rather than writing the plot and then pulling those deep, deep, deep Dean moments out of them and then having Sam do whatever he's doing over here, rather than pulling those from the plot, they are starting with the, we, we need the scene of the close-up on Dean's face with the single man tear or whatever mm-hmm. it is. They start with deep Dean and then they build around that. That's how it sounds. That's, that's the way um, it feels to me. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of back, you know, behind the scenes stuff. There's a lot of, there's a lot of a, a material out there available that you could go and research and do that. And a lot of people do that. <clears throat> I personally don't get a lot of jazz doing that for, for TV shows. Um, yeah. I, so I don't, I don't go do that legwork and I'm sure other podcasts are out there talking about like the deep details of every single episode and mm-hmm. what people said at cons or, or whatever. This is just the way that it kind of feels and the way that the show feels to me. And I, and I, and I do wish that was different. I wish they had, they would write a story and then extract character moments from those to give to both of these actors. If they're going to let them both be leads same way with Castiel. Like I think that Castiel deserves a lot. Misha Collins deserves to do a lot more than he's been doing in season 10. 
This mm-hmm. all sounds like we're pretty fucking down on season 10 when we started by saying how great it was, or at least I did. Yeah, but that's I, what always happens. That's what always happens. It's one of these things where like, it's, it's very good. And it's just it's just wrong enough where I feel like I can I can like back I can just like Sunday excuse me Monday morning quarterback it into greatness mm-hmm. and it's a mm-hmm. that's a bad habit for me to do but I, I guess all of that to go to going to say I I wish they gave Jared more Sam stuff to do as opposed to giving Jared more Sam stuff to do with Dean yeah exactly um I want to see Castiel and Sam be more fully fledged characters in. Uh, the next season saw glimpses of it at least for same at the end of season 10 so hopefully we'll get there now we have we lost charlie which is like huge but we have crowley now turning over a new leaf back to evil crowley hopefully and we have even though we helped with all this shit and then uh rowena who we we you and i have turned a new leaf over on mm-hmm. um i want them to be fully utilized going forward i don't know too much about season 11 but i i want them to actually use the characters that they have in meaningful ways not just following dean's storyline because and, the show is stronger when when it's everybody and also claire novak um like yeah. I, as much as i was i was again just like with rowena i was dreading claire because in my mind it was a lot of teenage angst and i feel like we got that but it was it was relatively well done and she's gotten mm-hmm. over that. Like, I want to see what she's doing now that she's kind of past all of the mommy and daddy issues. Like, have her be at her own character. Um, Sheriff Jody pops up. Like, she's obviously we know Wayward Sisters because we covered it on this podcast, right? Like, we we know that she's in the future, so like she's going to continue. And I'm I'm here for that. I a hundred percent agree that we should keep developing these characters. And I'm, that's what really pisses me off about Charlie. It's just a waste of a really great character. And like, was her schedule too busy or like what, what was going on that they felt this is a good character choice. You know, this show has so few guest stars. Let us, let us keep them around. Like they're usually, they just make us feel good when they come on screen and then they do nothing for anybody when you kill them because it's like, okay, that could have been literally anything. The boys get all worked up and revenge bent (laughs) on, on, on the smallest of things. It didn't have to be kill one of your um fan favorite guest stars it it just didn't have to be that way and it i i don't know i have read um the skull comes from our discord um people posting various interviews and articles and stuff like the the cast got asked about like felicia day dying and or charlie dying and you know what whose decision that was and like i think jared and jensen both like were like just like held their hands out to the writers and like okay that's for you <laughs> and apparently like robbie thompson was very anti killing off charlie but it was a buckling joint and they really wanted it to happen because they wanted that like huge sting or whatever so apparently there was some strife with even within the writer's room about about that whole situation um let's let's talk about predictions because okay we're in, this i think this is the first year or the first season that I don't really remember <laughs> like we've been joking about shadow of the hedgehog a lot. I don't really remember the mm-hmm. form that the darkness takes. Uh, I, I I feel like, okay, so I'll just throw this out there. Okay. I, I think I know of, of a spoiler of maybe a manifestation of, of what the, the darkness is. And it's not in the, the shape of a hedgehog wearing sneakers. Um, Damn. I think it takes the, the shape of a woman, but I could be wrong. I could be confusing that with, um the mother of all so i don't really know but i do think that the darkness is going to take a physical form because that's what happens otherwise it'll be leviathan again where it's in everybody and because mm-hmm. it already looks kind of like leviathan with the black you know shadows exactly whatever. yeah um based on um certain certain uh, people i know nis this is shout out to nis this is 
season 11 is one of her favorites from what i understand mm-hmm. um and i so i'm gonna assume we're gonna get a lot of castiel dean action in this season i think the castiel is gonna finally come up big um and i hope that they as much as i know that that sam is to blame for a lot of bad stuff that happened in the season i think i just want them to get over it and i'm hoping that the boys will be back in town for real i hope we that need, they will actually be a team to defeat the darkness we need the boys to be back in town i mm-hmm. i 100 percent agree with you i I'm really hoping that the two, and I've, I've, I think I've, I feel like I've said this at the end of almost every season um, that it was there was potential for, but Sam and Dean together on the same page, you know, taking over different roles in this brother relationship to hunt evil mm-hmm. and to save people and do all of this stuff. Like I think is is really really brilliant. I like Crowley turning evil. I want us to deal with that. I want us. I want Crowley to like galvanize the forces of hell and like really get to fucking work and taking souls yep. so that the boys have yep. some shit to do. I want Rowena to be a complete fucking wild card. Like you have a witch. She has the power of the, of the book of whatever the book of the damned. Um, she has 300 years of experience in witchcraft. Like that should be like as a, as a writer, I think that should be just like your imagination let loose, right? Like that's anything mm-hmm. is possible at that point. Fucking go for it. And that's what I want to see is like crazy ass. Witchcraft. I would love, I would love for Rowena to be put in a position where maybe she is one of the only people capable of, um combating the darkness in whatever form it takes if she has all this magical power i mean like use it you know um i like the idea of rowena being forced to be good right like mm-hmm. having like oh no like you don't realize you like luxury hotels this thing is going to eat all of the luxury hotels in the yeah. world you know what i'm saying like you you have a vested right. interest in and in doing and protecting the people and it's because you want to protect yourself right um i would love a scenario at some point in supernatural where both Sam and Dean are afflicted with tremendous magical power as Sam in season four with the demon blood. He's all juiced up. He's doing crazy shit. Dean with the mark of Cain. I would love it if they both, um, this sounds like, like pure fanboy fan fiction, mm-hmm. but I would love to see a version of both Sam and Dean superpowered having to deal with that. And then deciding together, we need to get rid of this. Um, and it, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how that would play out, but it's always one or the other. They like to bounce back and forth with that stuff. And, and I would like to just see what would happen with both of them at the same time. They've hinted at this in the past, and I think it would be really interesting and kind of dynamic if both of the brothers got lightsabers and just I was gonna say, had lightsabers both, that killed both force sensitive, killed demons, forced, <laughs> didn't kill the humans. They were, they were specifically de- anti demon and supernatural mm-hmm. lightsabers. I think that's really the way that the series should go. And this and the season will conclude with an epic duel of the fate style uh, mm-hmm, battle mm-hmm. on a lava planet. Um, <laughs> so hopefully, we'll see that. That's yeah, that's my prediction for, uh, for season eleven. We're uh, I think we're going to get into some feedback. We're doing a brief do a brief musical break like we normally do. Even though we usually just do that to let off our guest, we're going to just do that anyway, just yeah, to keep. We're going to do it anyway. Yeah, we're good. Screw that's, it. That's who we are. Misha already left. So yeah. we'll, uh, we're going to try to get him back. We're going to try to get him back to come read a uh, fanfic for us and yeah, <laughs> about yeah. Jeremy. Looks Jesus like he's, st- he's still in the discord he's, chat, so we might be able to bring him back. Um, please do not add us looking for uh, Misha's discord name, discord handle, by the way, that's he, we had to yeah. sign an NDA, so we can't tell you what it is. Unfortunately, I almost let it slip earlier too, which is whew, all right. No good to the music. And then we'll kick Dusty L 6969 out of the chat. Mama told me when I was young She'd sit beside me 
my only son Listen closely to what I say If you do this, it'll help you some sunny day Oh yeah Alright, we're back Time to answer questions, play some games And talk about your opinions of Season 10 I'm going to start us off with Tori she actually wrote this back in season nine, uh, but I moved it over here. Tori says, in regards to the Mark of Cain storyline, would you have liked to see Abel brought in the mix as more of a parallel to Sam and Dean, or would it have felt too on the nose? Because I felt disappointed that the storyline with Cain and the Mark went nowhere, as I actually liked Cain and hated what the Mark meant in the end. That's interesting. We never actually brought up that Cable is kind of like a non-person in all of this. Like, Yeah, um, I think that would have been super cool, even if they summoned him as a ghost or or something like that mm-hmm. to find out what happened with him because being the victim of the first murder um or even found like being, a journal or something right like somebody yeah, something, somebody had the, the the one descendant of abel or, or something yeah yeah that would be uh that would have been cool i don't know how they would have worked it in but giving one brother a magical mark um a magical role in in the universe um it would be cool to have an inverse of that um and yeah, I, I, I wonder if I, I would have thought the same thing, because obviously I would have been aware of Cain and Abel. Everybody's mm-hmm. aware of Cain and Abel. Um, and I can understand feeling a little bit disappointed with the way that things end up because it stops being about Cain and Abel and it starts being about this mark passed down from God to Lucifer to Cain to Dean. You know, it became something different, which you and I both seem to enjoy. But I can totally understand somebody saying that not for me. This isn't the direction I want to go in. Yeah, I um, it's it, it, like you said. I, I ended up liking it in the end, so I'm kind of I'm, like I, I I don't share those feelings, but I can definitely see somebody being disappointed with that, especially because it's it hews so closely to established text and established lore, right? And then breaking from that to go into your own crowd could be like, ah, oh, I was really enjoying that other thing that you were doing. So, mm-hmm. Thank you for writing in, Tori. Yeah, thank you, Tori. Uh, this next one is from Gretchen. Hi guys, so last time I got in touch with you, I had either started or finished listening to you cover season 4, and I'm already 6 episodes into your guys' coverage of season 7. Tonight, while at work, I listened to you cover episode 5 and 6 of season 7, and you brought up the fact that the Winchester should have done something, anything, to disguise himself from the police and feds. Specifically, Sam cutting and shaving his hair. (laughs) Not that I would want that, not that I would advocate for that, but I think that he should have done it. Anyway, uh... (laughs) That whole conversation, which had me smiling and laughing, made me wonder if, while in hell, Lucifer <laughs> shaved Sam's head as a form of torture. So now that Sam's wall has been broken, he's having nightmares and flashbacks to Lucifer shaving his beautiful mane of hair off and causing Sam to be extra protective of his hair, as if he wasn't already. I just had to share that with you, even though I know you guys are way past season seven. Now. Is, that, yeah. is, that, Sam, is that hell Sam for Sam back. or for Chris? <laughs> Which hell is yeah. that for? <laughs> That's for me. <laughs> Sam came back from hell into his body with no soul, but the first thing he did was pat his head. <laughs> he was like, okay. Okay, good. <laughs> There's some things you just can't get rid of. Notice season six, Sam had fucking terrific mm-hmm, hair. All right, mm-hmm. let's just put it that mm-hmm. way. I, I think season six is possibly peak Sam hair. Many people disagree with me, but I just think he's got he's got it locked down. Um, and, You know, there's a reason for that. He, he was bouncing off of these terrible nightmares. Anyway, back to Gretchen. Also, I don't remember if I mentioned this the last time, but I absolutely love the cover art Chris makes for each episode. Thank you very much. Going through the gallery of episodes for the first time, I was laughing so hard at a lot of them. They made my day and continue to make my day when they show up on whichever social media platforms I follow you on. 
Thank you for all you guys do. And I can't wait to catch up and be able to listen week to week. Thank you. Thank you, Gretchen. Uh, in fact, the next one is also from Gretchen. Uh, she sent in a link to uh, the top 10 times that Sam and Dean were villains and says, uh, just came across this top 10 list of events that make Sam and Dean villains. Uh, to be fair, they make valid arguments for them, all points that you two have definitely covered. But I have to say the number one villain moment is the funniest and honest point I've seen in the Supernatural universe. And I hope you guys agree. The number one, by the way, is abandoning Adam in the pit. <laughs> Never breed it up again. <laughs> we don't talk about We don't it, talk about Adam. Just don't talk about it. <laughs> just don't talk. There's been a few times, and, and I always say I don't think this anymore, but there's been a few times where I thought, oh, huh? oh. Again, we, we talked about it at the, during the fan fiction episode, right? Like at the end of that, they're like, yeah. who is that guy in the car? They're like, oh, that's Adam. They left him in the pit and like Sam and Dean share the look. And I'm like, that's what this season is going to be about. And it totally yeah. wasn't. Oh. oh, all right. This next one is from Bill. Also, it says your last name, but I'm not going to say your last name just in case. Bill D, you know who you are. <laughs> uh, sorry. All right. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> season 10 was probably my favorite to date. I sang along to all of the fan fiction songs and something about- same, by the way, uh, and something about Dean's Mark of Cain arc really worked well for me. That bubbling anger just below the surface that turned into rage that saved the boys and their friends more than a few times was a nice touch, as well as watching Dean be the slightly evil brother instead of Sam. I liked this season a lot more than the Angel drama last season, and honestly, slightly more than the Leviathans, though I still miss cock roman badly cg i was like who's that i remember that's that's a joke on that's one of ours that's what yes. <laughs> that's what hey i know that guy um i still miss cock roman badly cgi'd faces full of teeth and the pepper jack turducken slammer a ton i'm looking forward to seeing who spoiler is all right i'm halfway through season 11 and spoiler is just behind castiel and dean to be my favorite character Ooh, yeah anyway we all know what my favorite monster of the week uh days of future cast game is Fuck, Mary Hunt. Your options are from the wonderful baddies of season 10. Calliope, Rowena, and Black-Eyed Demon Dean, specifically the one horribly singing Too Sexy for My Shirt. Uh, Bill, Days of Future Cast has never done Fuck, Mary Hunt, by the way. But I mean, I appreciate it, but like, I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> who is Calliope? Why don't I remember who Calliope is? I, I, hold on, let's, well, hold on. It just so happens, Jeremy. You're in luck. I have a computer in front of me. So I'm able to find out. I have to move away from the full cast and crew. Of oh, she was the Greek goddess who acts as a muse for direct. What? What? She hot? Yeah, she's cute. <laughs> Killed by Sam Winchester. I don't remember this episode at all. Okay. Okay. Oh no! Wait. Okay, this okay, is okay. this is the fan fiction episode. That's why we don't remember hey, her because yeah, yeah, yeah. she was all the. Right, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. I'm okay. So let's see. All right. I think I'm gonna marry Rowena because she's very powerful. I'm gonna uh I'm gonna slam pig it up with Demon Dean. Mm-hmm. Um Did you say slam pig? I said what I fucking oh, said. My bad Jeremy. my bad too, beer Chris. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll back off. Um and yeah, and I'm gonna hunt Clyde because mm. I don't I don't have any relationship to her. Yeah, you know? I, I just Oh man, same. I, I gotta. I, I I hate to just be that guy, but like, absolutely same. Calliope was kind of a, a no show. Rowena seems like she has vast potential as a partner, and I mean, who would not want to run a roll in the sack with Demon Dean? Yeah. All right. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Uh, next is from Kara Lee. She says, hey, Hunks, I just started listening to the podcast around the beginning of September, and I'm finally all caught up. That's wow. that's a lot, Kara Lee. You know, <laughs> I, just... listened, I listened to two audiobooks this month, and we're only like a couple days into, into December. It can be done if you're at work a lot, you're in traffic a lot. But the thing is, we're not quality literature. That's true. We're, 
Chris and Jeremy. Chris, it's... <laughs> but we appreciate you listening. I just looked at our podcast metrics, and that's 266 hours of Chris and Jeremy that she listened to. For I'm, not, in. I'm, not, I'm not comfortable addressing that. Yeah, that's a lot of hours. But thank you very much, Kara. Uh, thanks. She says... She's finally all caught up. Thanks for making my long days a lot more fun. I'm writing this in before the end of season 10, but I do want to address something I've heard you guys bring up a few different times now. It's obvious that John was not a great dad by any stretch, but I've heard Says you say, who? <laughs> but I've heard you say that Mary, mostly John, um, but I've heard you say that Mary was just as bad of a mom because she made the demon deal with yellow eyes, but she didn't agree to give up her son. Right. As far as I remember it, yellow eyes just told Mary that he would come back in 10 years and all he needed was her permission and for her not to interrupt him. Mary was trying so desperately to get out of the life to prevent her children from having to grow up in it. I don't think she'd make a deal knowing it would drag her future sons into the center of what she was trying to avoid. I hope that doesn't sound too negative. Carol, if you saw the negative stuff we got, like you were so far on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. I love the show so much. Keep up the good work. I'll look this up. So the deal that she made with Yellow Eyes was that uh, Yellow Eyes would be able to enter her house in 10 years. Like with, and she would, she would basically just let him enter the premises. Um, Which I have to say, like, Mary, you knew it was wrong. Sam, you knew it was demon blood. <laughs> yeah. Mary, like I, and yeah, I, 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 I get, well, I, I get the point. Kara's trying to make, but I think, like, I don't, and, and 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 Mary is not as bad of a, a mother as um, John is as, as, as is as a father, mostly because she didn't ex- have a lot of time with the boys, and I think mm-hmm, that's the mm-hmm. big difference. Um, I think yeah. part of it, maybe, because I don't even remember saying this, but part of it may have stemmed from the fact that she was a hunter with all of this knowledge, but. None of that was seemingly was imparted onto John. Yeah, who let's be honest, he could have used some of that knowledge. Could have, could have a, a heads up. You know what I ask? I ask you're Autumn like the if, car. if there's you're gonna drive the you're gonna put it But I ask Autumn for a heads up in our relationship. Like if there's any gotchas coming, like she needs to let me know. Hey, and yeah, I mean I made a demon deal to let a demon come into our house in ten years. It's a big gotcha. Like I need to know about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But no, that doesn't sound too negative. And I mean, yeah, Mary, Mary did what she could. Mary did what she could. Thank you, Carolee. Thank you. Uh, this next one is from Beth, right? Yes. I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Beth with an E, uh, which I assume is just Beth and not something like Beeth, because that would be dumb. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Beeth. Sorry, Beeth. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> We're sometimes insensitive. Also, today. also, Beef sorry, is- ma'am, because like, I think this is I think this is uh, River's mom. So. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Beeth. Hi guys, I'm the lady almost as old as you, Jeremy. Boom! Nailed Absolutely it. Roasted. roasted. Anyway, um, I'm I'm the lady almost as old as you, Jeremy, who started, I think, in October at my daughter's insistence. Jeremy, you graciously responded to my first missive. Okay, first of all, the vocabulary on this one is oh, wait. cut above. We're gonna we're gonna get into some vocabulary issues here. here so in a bit. holy <laughs> binging moly, I'm now on season ten, episode ten. It helped me to uh helped me to be home recuperating for two weeks. Now I'm even Patreoned. Thank you. Sorry, only two bucks, but I have to support my other darlings, too. Buffering and Angel on Top. Shout out to them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, two things. <laughs> I was so happy to get my Sam Darkside shirt, but the print faded after three washings, so check with your printing, folks. Yeah, Jeremy. So, uh, T-Public is T-Public. Like, we, we, we cannot afford to make shirts and then, like, sell shirts. Like, I can't go hire somebody to make a bunch of really quality shirts, so we use, like, a... You know, they print on demand. So you order a shirt, they make it, they send it to you. Uh, mm-hmm. I've had like really mixed results in my own personal 
T public and and do not get me wrong. Most of the reasons we have shirts is so me and Chris can buy shirts. Like that's the only reason that we we actually yes. have podcast merch. That's true. We make merch so that we can buy that's merch. That's it. That's the only reason that we do this. Uh, and I've had mixed success. Like I find the shirts shrink a lot. I find they they can be. I'm a very tall dude, so like I find that they can be short. Like some of them. Like I kind of walk around exposing my belly button on a couple of them that I have now. Um, uh-huh. So. <laughs> I, I I wish I could do better. I tried to sign up for Redbubble, which I heard was much, much better. Unfortunately, they flagged my account as immediately as a spam and said that I could never, I couldn't dispute it and I could never sign up with that email address again. So I don't know what to do about that. If anybody has any recommendations of other print-on-demand services, those are the two that I know that I'm the most familiar with. But if anybody has any, send them my way. Yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. Anyway, and, and number two on this, since I've adopted you both, uh, and want you to shine in the best light. I have to say, as gently as possible, please stop using nonplussed to mean chilled out. It means the exact uh, exact opposite. Confused, befuddled, chicken with the head cut off. Who has a country boy, Jeremy? You know, unlike, vamp- unlike vamps, chickens keep going. <laughs> it's true, I guess. Uh, keep shining and making me and my kid laugh. She won't let me on Discord and not enough hours in the day anyway. Wise decision there. Mm-hmm. Chris, I don't know why, but I get hysterical when you start screaming, except about the nutting blood. Please put that one to rest. <laughs> I hope I have at this point. I know that's only going to encourage you. <laughs> and damn, Wayward Sisters would have been so great. More than enough said. Beth. Excuse me. Beth. Beth. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for writing it, Beth. We appreciate your support and all your kind words. Thank you. And I'm sorry that I put the, all the, the nutting blood. It's, it's, we, we don't choose the paths we walk we sometimes. Yeah. We just find ourselves strolling along. Here we are. You never, you never get to, you can pick your friends, you can pick your family, but you can't pick the mm-hmm. blood that you nut. That's, that's, just, that's, right. that's just a fact. That's right. Well, we've discovered recently that these could potentially be plants it's by true. Dean. Mm-hmm. Big, big lore shift. <laughs> Yeah, huge lore shift. Huge, huge lore. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Mama Beef. We appreciate thank it. Thank you. The next one is from Scary Death. And they say, It's Scary Chick again. To the comment on Moose Mama is hilarious. And Chris, if you want to either share or have the name, it's cool. Thank Although I will much. always remember that as one of the greatest nicknames, along with Moose Lover, which is awesome. Team Sam, all of the way. I agree. Uh, I love all of the seasons, Jeremy, and I have to say what you said on the season nine feedback was great. I hope that y'all will enjoy my future opinions on the podcast if you want them. Season 10 was great with really amazing episodes. Can't wait to listen to more stuff y'all have in store for future episodes of Supernatural. Uh, and then they ask, would you rather have the Mark of Cain for two years, but you would have to make out with any Supernatural character of your choice? Or being like Charlie with your darker side getting justice for you? I probably should have edited this one a little bit. Um, mm. So I guess the choice is have the mark of Cain for two years, but you have to make out with somebody. Which, but I think it's you get to make you out get with somebody, to make out, but right? you have yeah. the mark of Cain. Yeah. yeah. Um, like if it gets taken away, like I don't sure. Like I'm. Let me. I'll do them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna adjust it. I'm gonna make my okay. own rules. Sure. I'm gonna get it. into that makeout booth and I'm gonna say, eh, "Change of plans, chief. Oh. We got something else going on." And I'm gonna bring out a hairbrush and Ooh. I'm gonna say, "Jared Padalecki, brush my hair." <laughs> <laughs> slap the mark on my on my arm and br- and the brush in your hands <laughs> i really thought you were gonna be brush, doing some weird brush me out bro i thought you were gonna do some weird spanking thing there i swear to god i was like what does he have a hairbrush for <laughs> and then i'm gonna brush his after um so then we have also got some fuck mary hunts uh fan fiction right. ask jeeves and brothers keeper oh, interesting uh interesting. fan fiction obviously the musical episode ask jeeves the one i believe is with the the rich folks and the shapeshifter mm-hmm. and of course brothers keeper 
is that was the finale, correct? That was that was yeah, the last yeah. episode. Um, um hmm. this is interesting. I actually, I, you know, you know, I love Ask Jeeves for yeah, no goddamn for no reason. reason. I love that mostly episode. because people get horny for Sam in that episode. I think is why you love mm-hmm. it so much. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You know, screw it. Uh-oh. Brothers Keeper. A lot of bad shit happens in that episode. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna hunt Brothers Keeper. Mm. I'm gonna roll in the hay with Ask Jeeves, and I'm gonna marry fan fiction because. I'm not going to roll in the hay with it. There's a lot of miners in that episode, but it's fantastic. Yeah. And it's something you want around for life. You know what I'm saying? I, um, yeah, I, I, I gotta, I guess I gotta hunt ask Jeeves. Cause I, I don't have a lot of affection for that episode besides, um, candy who went to clown school or Jan, That's right. whatever, whoever Candace, Candace went, went to clown school. <laughs> um, I guess I would marry brother's keeper. Like I like a lot of, I like a lot of that episode, um, which I guess puts me fucking fan fiction, which I'm super uncomfortable with because there's a bunch of children in that episode. So, you know, but it's the episode, it's uh, the songs. It's not, you know, it's okay. Um, and then another fuck Mary hunt, which is dark, Charlie, Mark of Cain and Donna, uh, right off okay. the top marrying donna like there's no no question in my mm-hmm. mind mm-hmm. um and i guess you know look i'm i'm a white cis male felicia day is a very attractive red-headed nerd girl i'm gonna have to roll around with her in the hay for a little while you know what i'm saying and then you know hunt the mark of cain because what else am i doing just to be fun i'm gonna say i'm gonna roll around in the hay with Mark of Cain. Damn. Because it's a, it's a, you know, it's a pure, um, violent force. And I don't know what it's like getting in the saddle with something like that. But, but you know there's um, a saddle and a hairbrush involved. <laughs> but you, God damn it, you do. God damn it, I'm going to ask it to brush my hair after. Um, uh, Dark Charlie, I, I got a hunt. Uh, nothing, nothing against her. Uh, we're going, we're, we're talking the metaphysical, not the physical mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. regard. And, and she's the embodiment of all of Charlie's evil. And when I kill her, unfortunately, Charlie will die too. But that's a, you know we'll cross we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And then Donna, you know, you, you got to lock it down. You got to marry. You got to marry Donna. Yeah. Um. Thank you, Scary Death, for writing it. We appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, this next one is from the boy Patches. Um. He says, "Hey guys, no Jeremy in this message, but don't worry, I'm working on it. Oh, we know. Thank God. Uh, I'm writing in after episode twenty to share thoughts on this season. So here we go. It's before the finale, but I feel like this season felt a bit like season six in some ways." There are a lot of interesting threads out there, but the season spent a lot of time sort of cleaning up from last season and trying to establish rules for the mark so it could be used for that twist that is obviously coming. Uh, Ink spent on Metatron and Cass or Rowena and Crowley is important, but feels like it didn't grow towards anything really concrete, and so the season suffered a bit for it. But far and away, I think the big pain for me is that they turned Sam around real quick from I want out of the life to I think or I like it in here. Here's where I belong without really spending some quality time earning that transition. Sam's central difference from Dean was that he felt that he could get out of the hunter's life. But here in season 10, he's given up on that with little fanfare. Yeah, um, I think that's a good. Yeah, a, a that's good all pretty criticism. valid. Yeah, um, that that was something that stuck out to me. Although, uh, like Sam has been so wishy washy with you know, does he want to be in a life? Does he not want to be in a life? Up to season ten, that I just it's all just white noise to me at this yeah, point. Yeah, and they all just they just decide it's different now. Yeah. Here you go. Because um, yeah, last season, season nine, I kind of forgot about how much he hated Dean for bringing him back mm-hmm. and for have, letting the angel um, come inside him, and uh, <laughs> um, so. Yeah, they just were like, you know what? <laughs> Screw it. Everyone hated that storyline. Forget it. And yeah, you're right. I think this is what we were complaining about. Um, with Rowena, we didn't like the way that she was being used. With Crowley, we didn't like the way that, she, that he was being used. Uh, Metatron was just a thing out there. And then you're right. 
establishing the rules of the Mark of Cain so that we could, when the time came to finally like flip the switch, it was all pre-established. But it didn't feel great as they were building it up. It felt good once we actually like did the you know did the the big moments for everybody. Um, but they didn't build up in a in a satisfactory way. It was just sort of like okay, we're all we're familiar with all of this, and now here's a plot point happening rather than plot 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 huge plot twist. It was just like stuff plot twist. So um, yeah, I, I see what you mean by that. Um, he mentioned that there was no Jeremy in this message, um, mm-hmm. which and he wrote in some fan fiction. Um, this is probably the time to drop the fan fiction. So, uh, we'll be back after this with more feedback. Yeah, this is. I just want to. I want to preface this by saying, like, Patches wrote this in. Um, he had fellow Discord person Merva edit it for him. Um, they sent it over to me. I read it, and I had this idea to actually do a reading of it and pre-recorded i've let you listen to it chris already so we don't have to like sit here Mm -hmm. for 10 minutes but it is 10 minutes long like i recorded it there are sound effects it gets a little weird at times um so yeah enjoy and we'll come back in like 10 minutes jeremy wiped the sand off his feet and re-entered the mansion they'd rented for a short vacation as he entered the kitchen his cell phone began to buzz the staccato tune of too many texts sent too fast in the pocket of his sandy jorts He fished it out and punched in 0451 to read the spate of messages sent by Chris. Hey, this storm is crazy. Jess doesn't want to drive in it, so we had to stop to change seats and we're now burgering out. Attached was a picture of Chris in front of a sad-looking gas station burger. Don't get the tummy trubs, buddy, Jeremy sent back. Jeremy peeked through the window to check the sky. Sure, clouds were rolling in, but nothing that would make driving dangerous. He put his phone down and walked to the fridge for a beer. They didn't have any plans of any kind today, so he was in no rush to be anywhere. Chris could arrive at any time. Well, let's see what they have in their library, Jeremy said to no one in particular as he selected and withdrew a beer. The spacious Airbnb listing had listed a library, a sunroom, a hot tub, and beach access. Since they got in late last night, neither he nor Autumn had checked out any of the extra amenities, opting instead to beeline straight for the beach this morning. Now, with a possible storm on the way, it was time to explore the house. He scooped up his phone as he left the room, idly checking in with Autumn as he turned from the kitchen towards the stairs. Hey, back from the beach. Where did you get to? I decided to, if this town had any fun local flavor, and whether there was more beer to be found. Trapped in a bar by a flash storm, but won't be out too late. Huh, it's not raining here. Well, you better get inside. You don't want to be caught in it when it rolls through, that's for sure. Way ahead of you. He stopped for a moment on the landing to take a picture of the beer in his hand and sit it along before continuing to the second floor. One wall of the second floor hallway was all small windows that looked out towards the beach. The other side sported three bedrooms leading to a large library at the end of the hall. In the gray and light, the library seemed dark and close, but after switching on one or two of the lamps, it actually felt quite cozy. The prominent bookcases contained Don Delio, David Eggers, and Cormac McCarthy, along with the smattering of Jane Austen and Virginia Woolf. Recognizable stuff. A bookcase arranged to be looked at and never touched. In another section of the room, there was a small collection of nonfiction dominated by David McCullough biographies. Jeremy checked each of the shelves in turn and was finally rewarded with a stash of Hegabilly dog-eared Dean Koontz and Stephen King novels tucked away in the corner. With nowhere in particular to be and nothing particular to do, Jeremy took a well-loved copy of Ob Thomas off the shelf and settled into one of the room's comfortable chairs to kill some time. A crash of thunder jolted Jeremy awake, the house dark around him. A deafening rain fell outside as the storm, finally here, beat against the house. And yet through the din of the elements, he could hear familiar voices. 
that sweet dumb dumb baby Sam. Chris opined from somewhere down the hall, a chuckle in his voice. I can't believe I missed Chris and Jess's arrival, Jeremy chided himself. Well, let's see what the boy is up to. What are you up to, hunk? Jeremy called into the hallway as he left the library. The interior hallway was dark, either because no one had bothered to turn on the lights or because the power was out. He couldn't tell at a glance, and the nearest switch was at the other end of the hall. Enough light filtered in through the windows along the side of the house for him to see, but just barely. Despite the peal of thunder and the hard rain, Jeremy could hear Chris's voice clearly coming from down the hall. Hello, gamers. Since Jay isn't here, it's time for some John Winchester fanfic. As Jeremy pursued the sound of an extremely dramatic John Winchester monologue towards its source, he noticed that the stairs seemed farther away than he remembered. When there were previously three rooms on the right side of this corridor, he now heard the suspect fanfiction flowing out of a fourth room to his right, marked by a single, solid-looking black door. Jeremy approached this door he'd apparently missed during his first exploration. It looked different from the other doors in the house. It felt different. The other doors had that old but charming look of New England architecture, marked by simple but attractive construction and varnished dark browns. The new door instead had the air of something from a bunker or an old government building. Solid metal and painted matte black, it seemed to loom out of its frame and into the hallway. Big, ugly, and solid. Jeremy knew simultaneously that he had never seen this door and that it had always been there, waiting for them. He reached for the handle, but his hand stopped on the knob and he broke out in a cold sweat when he saw the writing on his face. Painting on the door in red were the words dark room in a bold and clear font, with the word dark messily crossed out and replaced in yellow spray paint with one word, podcasting. As Jeremy took in the ominous words, a nearby lightning strike lit the entire hallway in stark whites and blacks, blinding Jeremy and deafening him with the crash of thunder that followed in its wake. With his hearing recovered from the loud peal of thunder, he could hear Chris more clearly on the other side of the door, his usual conversational tone returning now that the fanfic reading had paused for the moment. If only Jeremy could stop being a loser and get here, we could podcast. I've got gummy tummy, we need to get started. As Jeremy blinked the after images from his eyes, he noticed that the door was now ajar. It explained why Chris's voice carried further, but the room behind it appeared to be nearly pitch black. Jeremy found himself struck by simultaneous convictions that he had to see what was inside this peculiar room, and that he needed to get as far away from the room as fast as possible. The soothing banter of Chris's voice from the room wiped away his concern, however, and, as if drawn towards the large black door, Jeremy pushed it open so that he could see what his friend was up to. As he stepped into the room, the sounds of the storm faded as the darkness seemed to reach out and gently guide Jeremy further into the ERAS podcast studio. In the meager light that flooded in from the hallway, Jeremy was able to make out dark-colored walls and a threadbare carpet. Near the center of the room, he could see a table that held a single, dingy laptop running what appeared to be audacity. Next to this table sat his friend, and Jeremy could clearly hear the overall prose of Chris's distinctive John Winchester fanfiction, resuming from where he had stopped earlier. Crossing the room towards the setup, Jeremy could hear his co-host reading rise to a crescendo. John reached into his pocket, reaching through the dust to the salt pouches. Hex bags stolen from witches slain and full of the purest rock salt. The dust hid them from the ghost notice and meant that they didn't know what was coming. He brandished one such bag and thrust it right into the mouth of the Confederate soldier, grunting as the ghost bit down on the bag and hand alike. But John didn't cry out with pain and stayed channeling it into his curt mantra. Ghost gone. Ghost. Gone. Ghost. Gone. Gone. Go. Suddenly, a bare bulb in the ceiling snapped on with an electrical buzz to reveal the plain room in disturbing detail. A chair, a mic stand, soundproof baffling lining the walls, and the laptop, which now appeared to have a cracked screen. 
Next to the beat-up table, Chris sat, very still and large, hunched over in the small steel chair. So nice of you to join us, gamer, Chris said wryly, his back still to the door. You were gone so long, I worried you had the tummy trubs. Stunned, Jeremy could barely find the words to answer, and so fell into old patterns. No worries, gamer. Want to record a podcast? You know it, hunk. Chris responded, and then unfolded himself from where he sat. Chris wasn't a short man, and so he could fill up a room when standing at his full height. But this time, as he got up, he seemed to unspool, swelling into the corners of the room and rising far beyond his normal, human height. I can't wait to record with you in this sweet studio. One rule, though, Chris turned towards Jeremy, a gleeful smile on his two large feet. Gotta unsock them feet for your boy. Jeremy wasn't sure which detail he became aware of first, but he knew for sure that he heard the door close as Chris's pallid face came into view. Time slowed to a crawl as Jeremy felt Chris expand further, becoming in the air and substance of the room's walls. His smile was recognizable, awkward and boyish, one of his best features, really. But his eyes, normally clear and smiling, were black pits that seemed to leak into his face. His characteristic pale skin seemed pallid and sickly, that of a dead fish. And he stood with the somewhat crooked demeanor of someone unaccustomed to a human body. As he took all of this in, Jeremy found his eyes drawn downward from the stained and torn witcher hoodie, past a pair of dirty blue jeans to rest on Chris's feet. Caked with grime and bare to the groom, they seemed to swell even more hideously than the rest of Chris's unnatural body until they were larger than canoes, larger than three-person kayaks, larger than the speedboats that he'd seen on the water this morning. As his friend moved towards him to greet him, Jeremy watched the toes flex and contort in inhuman ways. Oh, I see your mire in the feet, compadre, Chris quipped, his voice taking on overtones and registers that pricked at the edge of Jeremy's hearing. Well, it's not fair unless you show me yours. Show us the feet, Jeremy. Show us the feet. Where are your feet? Show us the feet. Show us the feet. 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 As Chris rushed forward, a chanting and writhing mass, Jeremy stumbled in his terror and fell down hard. His monstrous co-host howled in triumph and surged forward, howling. Jeremy snapped awake in the chair of his office at home. Hey, Jeremy, are you there? He heard Chris's voice over the headset. Yeah, must have dozed off. Too much late night gaming, if you know what I mean. I do, gamer. I do. Well, I'm here. Ate some dinner and I'm ready to do a podcast. How about you? Yeah, Jeremy said as a sense of foreboding fell over him. How about some thinking face followed by haunted by ghost? There was a pause and he could hear Chris settle into his chair on the other end of the line. But the answer came up from over his shoulder, a voice crackling with amusement into madness. Sure, Gamer. Let's do it. And then the dogs began to bark. I slapped my arm really hard on, on the mic.
where where I was gesturing towards having the mark of Cain, and now it looks like I have the fucking mark. Of I Kane love it because there's a giant red welt on my arm. Extremely great. Jess is gonna be like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> did Jeremy do something to you? What did Jeremy do to you? <clears throat> All right, we're back. Uh, hopefully, back. thank you, Patches. You enjoyed that? I'm not sure what the correct way to experience that is i enjoyed it it was it's interesting uh so we're gonna go from that right into simone who also is names herself the og podbean commentate <laughs> commenter you're damn right <laughs> uh we actually had one other person comment on podbean but simone was always the first and the greatest in our hearts she's the og twitter OG. at littlest underscore dancer by the way highly tw- recommended twitter follow um uh, lots of lots of supernatural cons in there Simone says, this may be too late to make it to the current season, but that's cool. It can apply to any season. So, treading into shipper territory. Do you guys have a ship on the show that you ship? If you don't, can you name one that you like? Also, has anyone declared you to a quote-unquote ship? And if you were said ship, what would your ship name be? Jeremy plus Chris equals? Question mark. Jeremy. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, (laughs) Simone, it's definitely Jeremy. It comes up on the Discord all the time. Uh, There's been some questionable there's actually some Jeremy fanfic later on that we're gonna have to read out at some point so yeah it's because you know because you can't do a lot with chris yeah and if you do jizz it's, it's, like it just sounds like jizz it's not right yeah. like if we wanted to it's a strange to christopher territory but nobody calls me christopher so Jeremy is where it is chris to me like that doesn't sound like that just sounds it's like you're just, saying chris to me like i'm saying to me chris mm-hmm. like to me my gunslinger mm-hmm. so that's not that's not good <laughs> um <laughs> As usual, love you guys. The Mark of Cain Demon Dean goodness is definitely one of my favorite arcs of the series. I shall continue to keep the pod bean warm for you. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I think as far as ships go on the show, uh, I kind of this season, like I, I didn't know that it actually existed uh, outside of just a ship name, but Sandwich, which is Sam and Rowena, I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of Sam being involved with the, an older woman. Um, I think they're technically yeah. the same age, but like within the show, she's 300 years old. So don't, don't come at me Twitter. Um, yeah, don't at but me. like an older woman who's experienced with magic and like, and he's definitely got that propensity towards wizardry and doing spells and all of that stuff. And I think there's an interesting dynamic there. Um, also it was super hot when she was like shoving blood out of his arm that one time. Yeah. When she was making him like uh, kill himself, yeah. frankly, mm-hmm. but yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and then obviously just Destiel uh, yeah. so that Nis doesn't like delete the podcast or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please. Um, we didn't get a lot of Destiel this season. Mm-mm, not really at all. Feels it feels like I mean I'm super happy that we got a lot of Sam and Cass interactions. Um, but yeah, Dean and Dean and Cass did not spend a lot of time together, so I I understand why maybe some people don't like the season. Um, thank you very much for writing in and continuing to listen, Simone. Yeah, thank you. Um, this next one is a little bit of fan fiction from Kira L. Do you if you need me to Dean, uh break it break this? I up don't at all. need. Anything. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> to be Chris, I'm sorry. I apologize, to be Chris. <laughs> Dean woke to the smell of breakfast cooking in the bunker. He blearily rubbed his eyes and rolled over to check the time, 8.22 a.m. Sam seemed to be getting an early start to the day. Dean sat up, put on his robe, then wandered to the bunker kitchen to investigate. The younger Winchester had his back turned to Dean and was hard at work on whatever he was making. Dean cleared his throat. With a bit of a jump, Sam turned around to face Dean and smiled. Hey. I just thought we should get everything out of the way this morning so we have today to relax, he explained. I mean, let's be honest. We ha- I-, I would just like to say that Sam Winchester says, I mean, quite a lot. So yes. good mm-hmm. attention to detail. I mean, let's be honest. We, haven't- we have been working pretty hard the past few days. Dean hesitated for a moment, then shrugged. Yeah, I guess. So what you making? He asked while sliding into a chair. Sure smells good. Sam slid a plate down on the table in front of Dean. Just eggs. It's just eggs. <laughs> 
Um, I'm laughing at my own. I'm remembering <laughs> our joke. Thank you, everybody. I remember the time Two that we were Christ. funny at each other. <laughs> uh, he then took a seat across from Dean. They ate their eggs over some light conversation. I'm literally like, I read this before, like in, in preparation, mm-hmm. and I and I forgot what the just eggs thing was until I just said it out loud. And it made me laugh. Um, he then took a seat across from Dean. They ate their eggs over some light conversation and moved to their recording table once they they were finished. The brothers got everything set up to record. Just as they were about to start, Sam asked, Hang on, Dean, where's Cass? Dean paused. Where's Cass? Yes, Dean, where's Cass? Where's Cass? The more youthful Winchester was about to give up in frustration when Dean said, Oh yeah, I just remembered, he's riverboat gambling. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, with a bewildered look on his face, asked, Riverboat gambling? That seems to be a bit of out of character for for him. Yeah, I guess he picked up a knack for it when we sent him off to find info, Dean explained. They're beautiful. <laughs> Wait, okay. Then then put on his headphones. Sam did the same. Their beautiful custom-made theme song played. Then Dean announced, I'm Dean Winchester. I'm Sam Winchester, added Sam. And this is Hunter's Weekly, the strange but essential podcast where Sam and I am covering every single episode of the TV show Unnatural. Today, the episodes we're covering is The Switch, where Chris and Jer- Dean stopped talking. A loud clanging resounded throughout the bunker. The sounds were followed by voices. The gray light. It's coming from in there. Are you sure? Yes, I'm positive. This sound could be what leads to the other side. Carl always said. The brothers exchanged worried looks. They carefully backed out from the podcast table and made a sprint for a nearby wall. After hearing heavy footsteps enter the room to their left, Sam and Dean peered around the corner. What lay b- before their eyes was something unbelievable. It was Chris and Jeremy. <laughs> Dean gasped audibly, and even though Sam tried his best to slap a hand over her, or Dean's mouth, they still heard. The hunters quickly turned their heads to see the brothers gawking at them. With a flash, their guns were out and pointed. Jeremy was the first to speak. <laughs> I was going to do a voice for you, but I'm not going to. All right, where is it? He, he saw the confused looks on their faces and demanded harshly. We've seen the gray light coming from here, so we know you two know. How to get to the other side. Now tell us where it is. I read that weird. I'm sorry. Jeremy just has that weird way, Christopher Walken style of talking. <laughs> Stepping up closer to the Winchesters, Chris stopped Jeremy. Hey, I don't think they know what we're talking about. I doubt they've even, they've even noticed the light. Now that they'd mentioned it, Sam noticed that they, there did seem to be a strange light emanating from the walls of the bunker. Also stepping closer, Dean responded, Hey, whoa, I know you're not going to believe this, but we know who you guys are. Chris and Jeremy exchanged a look between each other as if to say, Yep, hunters. <laughs> no, listen, you're fictional characters from a show, and we record a podcast about you, Dean continued. How the hell are you guys here? Huh? Listen, you've got to be confused. This can't be true. Chris rubbed his forehead. Believe it or not, it is. You're Chris, and that's Jeremy. You hunt monsters, and you've saved the world a few times. You keep way too many secrets from one another and jump at an opportunity to sacrifice yourselves. You're always getting yourselves in a sticky situation in order to save each other. You still seem to get all your friends killed. Oh, and you... Jeremy interrupted. That's enough. We get the point. <laughs> now, let's just figure this thing out. The others nodded in agreement. Before anyone else could speak, Cass appeared amongst them. Cass, how did you get here? Dean asked, startled. I'm sorry, Dean. I have to do Cass's voice. I'm sorry, Dean. I don't have much time to explain. <laughs> really has <laughs> really has been switched around. Reality has been switched around, and your roles have been reversed. Chris, Jeremy, you, you were the podcaster. Sam and Dean are the real hunters. I'm here to get everything back the way it's supposed to be. Cass exasper- exasperatedly told everyone. He reached out to touch Chris and Jeremy's heads. Jeremy mumbled gruffly, son of a bitch. Zap. <laughs> thank you thank you very much kira we appreciate thank it you, kira. kira kira how am i probably butchering that i'm sorry beef is it beef? is it beef is it baba beef um just absolutely delightful so thank you thank you very much very fun very fun thank you 
Um, we're going to move on to uh, Ocean Kraken from our Discord. I have some feedback for you boys. I just wanted to say I started listening this summer around the beginning of season 10. You guys have done amazing work. You really honor the show and you should be very proud of the content that you put out every week. Yes, even the feet stuff. <laughs> in my opinion, this is one of the strongest seasons of Supernatural since the season five heyday. If nothing else, then in terms of well-developed characters. Donna and Jody. Oh, we've even, we forgot to talk about fucking Donna. We just didn't even mention it. Um, oh, yeah. Donna, Jody, Hannah, Claire, Rowena. Hannah, your, Hannah, your fave, fave Hannah. Hannah. Yeah. Um, Claire, Rowena, uh, Kane, Crowley, even that shifter lady in the wasp house on Ask Jeeves got me thinking. This was a great <laughs> season to question the boys and their motivations and to sometimes realize that they're just shitty people. It honestly made me love them more because of it. Lastly, a quick aside that the guy who played Otto in the last episode is also in a show called Letterkenny as a, a, as a Canadian redneck named Daryl. Talk about acting whiplash. Yeah, I don't, I watch, I've been watching Letterkenny and had just completely like skated over my brain when, when Ocean Kraken sent this in, I was like, holy shit, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And yeah, sure enough, it's, that, it's the dude that Damn. like Rowena like falls in love with as a kid, not in love with, but like the, the little boy that is the coffee guy also he just so happens to be one of the women in uh the band sleater kidding oh, sure thought? yeah it's amazing it's really weird <laughs> he's, he's also a riot girl uh my suggestions for fuck mary hunt this season are cole creepy pseudo pedophile randy and a marvatron this is okay. i mean like can i just hunt all of them i don't like any of this yeah, yeah i don't uh mary cole i'm marrying cole <laughs> i'm gonna marry yeah, cole. yeah yeah um <sighs> i don't know uh, um, i guess i gotta murder Man, the choice between Marvatron. Can I murder myself? Is that a can I can I can I can I just I hunt know. myself in this situation? Um, I think it's 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 Sophie's choice between who you want to kill more, yeah, dude, and and uh, and who the, I want to oh. fuck less, dude. Don't forget that. Like, you know what? You know what? Marvin always the absolute shit. I mean, but I got to kill this other dude because they're real people like him in real life, and they all deserve what's going. Okay, to yeah, that's a good point. As a potential round, as a potential round two, Wi-Fi ghost husband. Steins, mm-hmm. I found them so unremarkable uh-huh. as individuals, and I'm just going to say all of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. And douchebag Doug. Which one's douchebag Doug? I think was Doug the Doug was the guy from the beginning of the season that Dean killed because he had made the deal with Crowley to kill his oh, cheating yeah, yeah, wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, marrying ghost, ghost husband. husband. Marrying ghost, marry ghost husband. for sure. Yeah. I'm gonna roll in the hay with the Steins because they've probably had some genetic modifications mm-hmm. so that they can do some powerful maneuvers. Um, and I'm douchebag Doug Sayonara. So I mean, you know, they probably put like four cocks in a line and make one big giant cock, yeah. right? I mean, you have yeah. to put up with the oh, stitches. <laughs> four cocks, eleven titties. Let's oh, I love this. it, dude. I love it. Fourteen nipples, eleven titties, mm-hmm. four cocks. Let's get after it. Every every direction you look, there's a there's a nipple looking back at you. It's like a spider. Pitter patter. Let's get at her. Yeah, that's what I always say. Thank you very much, uh, Ocean Kraken, for writing in. My dad keeps going. What's the name of your podcast? I want to put it on Facebook. No, no, no thank, <laughs> thank you, Dad. Stop it. No, dad, your friends, if, please. Yeah, don't, no, no, you don't want your friends listening to this. Um, all right. This next one is from I'm going with the Twitter handle. This next one is from Walt Shitman. <laughs> Laugh every time I see that name. Um Hey Chris and Jeremy. I really just have two things to say this feedback episode. One is that I'm glad you're enjoying season ten. I feel like a lot of people dismiss everything after season five out of hand, but I've long insisted that season ten is where things really start to pick up and find their footing again. Item number two is just a thank you. You guys put in an enormous hours and care into making this show for all of us and so consistently kill it every week monster of the week has been a constant for me through houses two jobs and two countries this year holy crap 
And that's been really awesome to have. So thank you for that. P.S. I finally got somebody else on board. Shout out to my best friend, Sam, at S-E-R underscore 0394, for finally taking my advice and listening to you guys. Yours, Walt Shitman. Um, thank you very much. That's, that's really nice to hear. Thank you very much, Shitman. Very much appreciate that. Uh, next up is Rezzy. <laughs> Dr. Shitman. Dr. Shitman. <laughs> MD. Uh, this is from Rezzy. Hey, guys. I found your podcast at the beginning of the year when I was desperately looking for something to distract me from a shitty office job during semester break. I used to be a massive Supernatural fan but stopped watching the show after season 10. I even once met a couple of the actors at a con way back when season seven was airing. Your podcast has sparked my love for the show once again, so thanks for that. P.S. I don't remember the episode, but that one time you were discussing Sam and Dean's D&D classes really inspired me to make my boy Sam Wynn space Chester (laughs) for our latest campaign. He is my precious half-knight eldritch knight with a dark power slumbering inside of him, but he is set on helping people to overcome that darkness. Also, turns out that the party member he's been flirting with used to be a werewolf. Complete complete accident. I had no idea, but it couldn't be any more perfect. PPS, I might have set Hunk as his, quote, distinguishing marks. I'm very much not sorry. Excellent. Thank you. I love Sam Winchester. I love Sam Winchester. That's so fucking good. All right. Yeah, that's that's really good. Um, all right, this next one comes from your boy Fletch. Hello, hi. <laughs> Season ten was a hey. was a fun ride. <laughs> seemingly preparing to load the gun before emptying a magazine of plot threads next year, with the exception of the incredibly weird misfire of the Steins. I'm in agreement that plot was rushed. Uh, we have Uber Witch Rowena, a missing Metatron, a raging Crowley, a rabid Castiel. Well, he's he's a fish, but. Dead death and whatever the darkness and oh yeah, death dies. Oh yeah. By <laughs> the did, way, we have not camped out on that. Very dead, much. death is dead. I don't know if you knew that or not. Everybody, <laughs> death is dead. Um, yeah, that's a whole thing. Dead death and whatever the darkness ends up being a threat that is likely close to, if not equal to, the power of God. Fun stuff. Also, I guess the boys may hate each other for three episodes again after Sam tells Dean this is his fault again. Gotta love it. This is the second time I've actually just watched the finale before making these guesses. So I've decided to swing for the fences in terms of wild speculation, given that the only two spoilers I know anymore come in seasons beyond this and are self-contained. So real quick, just okay, so. in case people don't know, Flesh was a previous guest, but before that, he mm-hmm. he was our person that had never seen Supernatural. He's experienced it almost entirely along with the show, so he's never seen anything past this, so he, he likes to write us in it, write us at the end of each season with his wild speculation. So Yes. So here we go. Um, these are Fletch's predictions. We're breaking Lucifer out because the Mark retcon means he will fake a face turn slash the enemy of my comic cosmic entity is my friend. Mm. That is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, this is around the time that most long running genre shows do cross network branding. This means guest stars. I predict a wrestler showing up in season 11 to give the show seven of nine equivalent Crowley uh, uh, a spiritual journey to inner peace. Okay. Okay, next prediction. Our heroes are absolutely adopting an orphan. Mm. Family is important, like Dean always says. God is going to show up and yell, what the hell did you kids do to my universe? Okay. okay. We saw him briefly, I think, in season 10. Spoilers. Um, we haven't had a cult in a few years. Get a cult plot line going. Yes, please. Sure. Um, a sly reference to Haxon, the best German art film about witchcraft and witch hunting ever. Uh, maybe a black and white and or silent film episode. It would be nice to see something like I, that. Again. I would super be into like a, a black and white silent film, like just go full fucking art house on an episode of supernatural would be really, they're, they're not going to do that because like it's the end of season. It's the end of the series. Yeah, so, but yeah, it's CW, but yeah. Um, 
Reapers are going to become a new wildcard faction, given that their boss is fucking dead. Uh, by the end of the season, we're going to get one of the dead Winchesters revived. My money is on Mary, given this would have been when the Negan shit was going down on Walking Dead. Do you know uh, Dean's dad is in Tekken now? That's fucking weird. It is weird. really that fucking, is fucking weird. weird. Uh, the, the fighting video game Tekken, the Japanese video game where people fight each other, um, they have Negan from The Walking Dead, a.k.a. John Winchester. Um, so that's 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 a weird one right there um finally if the darkness is shadow the hedgehog also thank you for the mike Patton drop jeremy he's a stellar performer this will be the year where we get the equivalent of the greatest hog silver the hedgehog <laughs> someone is coming back from a fucked up future to save the boys y'all hell yeah bring on all the hogs <laughs> castiel is, what is going to be is, yeah castiel is going to be reborn as silver the hedgehog uh thank you fletch for writing in i um I had endeavored originally to write some of these down and to track how much how many of them were accurate, and I have failed miserably in my in that because I have better shit to do with my time. Um, sure, sure, sure. Next up is River. River says, "So you guys were talking about how you were not sure if using a tree to mark someone's grave is an old country custom or not, and I'm not entirely sure if it is. It might have been an old pagan ritual or a type of voodoo thing that might have been slowly." that might have slowly been incorporated into the practices of the South. If you give me a couple of days, I could give you a def- definite answer. She did not write back. So I'm assuming that this would went to ah. nowhere. Mm. Uh, Cause I research supernatural things in my free time to the point where my friends have started to call me Sammy. But anyway, my point is, is that it's something that people still do. And I know this is because it's what my mom wants to do. So have fun with the random amount of information I just gave you. Cause I'm a walking encyclopedia of weird. So, I feel like people in Lord of the Rings would mark their graves with trees. I know that that's not true though, because we get to see all their graves. So if that's the case, the like what, what happened? What do you do when it, when an it dies? That seems really oh, disrespectful. Um, yeah, that's pretty. That would be pretty tacky, Jeremy. Or, or is like, that how um, baby ints are born? Instead of like trees, fucking a tree dies, and you get, you get a new one. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like they don't they don't bury their dead. They just let them rot in the woods. How do ints procreate? Okay, we're going down. We're this good. Yeah, we're doing it. How do the ints? Quora.com, April third, two thousand seven. Thank you. Um, Tolkien never went into that sort of detail. We know that there were, quote, ent wives mm-hmm, <laughs> who seemed mm-hmm. to have resembled orchid trees rather than forest trees. We know that the ent wives were wow. driven away or possibly destroyed. Sexy. And the ents were unable to find them. And that there have been no new, quote, entines, young or oh. seedling ents. We know all this because Treebe- <laughs> Treebeard told Mary and Pippin so, and Gandalf did not contradict him when the hobbits discussed ents with Grandolf presumably there was some sort of sexual production involved but we have no clue to any mm-hmm. detail at buying on that mm-hmm. point we know that treebeard remembered the it wives as attractive Excellent. no matter what they were hot no matter what they were hot i don't care yeah. if they were trees or rocks or ground my wife was hot no getting away from it thank you for bringing tree sex into our podcast river we appreciate it in chapter two of the similarian it said it said that the ints although that term is not used were originally spirits from beyond arda who were summoned to defend plants and were particularly trees from elves and men and probably dwarves also i was gonna say that whether whether and how this affects their reproduction is pure speculation yeah (laughs) so do they nut do do they nut nut? can you search i mean if you think about it oak trees nut like they 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 produce acorns right like that's how they nut yeah they 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 nut jizz so, I mean, pretty much canon. And it's not. Anyway, this next one is from uh, Capstiel is canon 69. I assume with Capstiel, that's uh, Captain America and Castiel. Um, so. Don't correct me on that, mm-hmm. please. Um, they say, I don't remember if I sent a fuck Mary Hunt for this season. So here goes. One, the Werther box and any weird hallucination it could give you. 
Two, Calliope Scarecrow, pre or post purple explosion. And three, Shadow the Hedgehog, actually just Shadow, not the Darkness, who I actually kind of like. Um, so I feel like <clears throat> if you don't hunt the Werther box, even though it can give you some freaky funky um, visions, at the end of it, you die. Um, so that's a that's a bad lay. <laughs> IMO. Just um, on a scale of dying to nutting acorns, where is it, Chris? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's it's pretty low. I'll be honest with you. It's right around. We shouldn't drink on this podcast. Uh, yeah, no, we shouldn't. So, so I'm gonna hunt the Werther box. I think I'm going to maybe roll in the hay with Shout of the Hedgehog. There's something freaky going on there, and I I couldn't spend my life with it um calliope scarecrow i don't know what the relation would be but i think i'm gonna marry that because as long as i don't put on a stellar performance which i never have and never will as long as i don't exceed at anything i don't think i'll fulfill calliope's desires Mm. as long as Mm. i don't try to stop anybody from performing a play i should be okay we'll live a happy life and the the scarecrow will just routinely repeatedly be disappointed in me um so for me personally uh right off the bat fucking the scarecrow Hopefully, we will both end in a purple explosion. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure, sure, I mean, sure, 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 sure. LSU down here, right? <laughs> I'm gonna purple explosion. You got it right. Uh, hunting the Werther box for all of the reasons you said, um, and then uh, Mary and Shadow the Hedgehog. Like that, that dude seems legit. Okay. He seems like he's got it together. He's got he's got fast feet and guns. Yeah, <laughs> everything I know about Shadow the Hedgehog, which are that he has fast feet and guns, it tells me that he's a good mate for life. So, yeah. All right. Cool. All Thank right. you, Capsiolus Cannon. We're going to move. I agree. It is. <laughs> it is canon. We're going to move on to Aaron, uh, which is a new patron. Uh, Shout out. Hello, boys. Loving the podcast and Discord conversations. I have a question for the feedback, and I hope I get it in time. We've had a few examples wow. now of the boys being taken over by outside forces. Dean is a demon with, and with the mark of Cain. Soul is Sam and Sam. Ooh, excuse me. Man, that crown. <clears throat> Ooh, ooh, it's sneaking out. Soulless Sam and Sam on Demon Blizzy. Similarly, we've been we've seen Sam possessed, first by Lucifer and then Gadriel. I may be missing some examples, but I'm wondering which of these do you think works best in terms of how good the portrayal is or how well it works in the plot or both? My favorite is Demon Dean. I enjoy the tension of being entertained by Dean cutting loose and just not giving a shit, undercut by the suspense of knowledge of knowing that things would get darker. Also, Dean with the black eyes, especially since it was something he had dreaded in an earlier season really had a strong impact on me, particularly in that initial reveal. Thanks, guys. Chris, who's your fave? Um, obviously, um, Let's do one for each. Demon, Let's do, let's do one for- Demon Blizzy Sam. Demon Blizzy Sam is my favorite. Um, it felt like the first four seasons were leading up to not that. Luc- uh, the first not Lucifer Sam, huh? A Lucifer Sam I do really love, mm-hmm. but it's just because it was, for me, watching it for the first time, as an 18 or 19 year old being like holy shit this is cool sam winchester has magic powers magic demon powers like i just thought that was sick you know um but then obviously the implications within the story of as soon as everybody was gone he fell he was always fighting that that dark side he was always trying to stay away from it and the second that john was gone obviously mary was gone and then dean was in hell he fell to the dark side and was almost consumed completely by that and that arc is the the first time where the boys split apart and the show kind of like diverts in that way. But the drama is so, 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 so good. It, it, it just, it fed into everything that was happening so well with the meta plot and, and all this stuff. And it, it just, it ticked all the boxes for me. 
And what about for Dean? For Dean? Hmm. Demon Dean is very cool because it's just when you see Demon Dean fight Cole, it's like, holy shit. Like, dude doesn't even give a shit. Um, some of the more subtle things about, like, you know, Dean coming back from hell being like torturer Dean, um, super completely broken, messed up Dean is, um, it's, it's not, it's not exactly what we're talking about in this, but, um, no, I, th- I think it qualifies. That, like, it's, 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 it's alternate Dean, right? Like, it's alternate Dean. There's so much weight behind that because he's still, this is, we haven't seen Dean with trauma exactly yet. You know, he's lost his parents, but for the most part, like, he's hanging in there. So seeing him come back from hell and like just shoving all of that down and how it keeps bubbling up and how that plays into the plot as well, I think is it's very effective. So yeah, I guess I'm going with just the season four shit. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to pick Lucifer, Sam. There's, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a guy in a white suit. Um, that, mm-hmm. that scene where he is like stepping on Dean's skull when future Dean comes in from the, that the, I think it's the end uh, storyline. Um, is is super great. All of that is just and like Jared Padalecki fucking nails all of that, and it's just really really great. Um, and then when we actually get to that, when Lucifer does possess Sam, like it's just it's it just it feels so alien and crazy that you have no idea what to expect. Um, mm-hmm. I I'm struggling with the Dean because as much as I like the concept of demon Dean, uh, we don't really see him cut loose all that much. Uh, we, we kind of see like the aftershocks of it. Like we see him doing stupid frat boy shit more than we see him being evil, which was a complaint I had about <laughs> season 10. Um, yeah, I just remembered a bunch of inside jokes that we probably should have been using to be funny, but yeah. Um, I, and I'm struggling to remember like, I guess I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with you for, for the Dean. I'm going to go season 14. So just make it easy. Okay. All right. Excellent. Thank you. Um, all right. This next one is from Allison. Hey, hunks down to the wire, but I finally caught up with the podcast so I can write in for the finale. So of course I don't have anything that interesting to say. Hey, don't put yourself down like that. What I can say about the season and the finale specifically is that I'm mostly on board with the lore and the drama they built around the mark. I particularly enjoy dark side Dean, but I'm getting pretty over the whole let's save the world, except not right now because my brother is in trouble. <laughs> And he's more important than an entire world of people. Uh, we saw this with the demon tablet trials and now with the mark. I get that they have to do this because it's a TV show and you can't have one of the main characters just die again. But I don't know how they keep writing themselves into a corner where the two possibilities of a story ending are Sam or Dean dying or humanity getting fucked. Not everything has to be the apocalypse, right? Yes, I agree. It's like they're always trying to recreate the stakes and magic of the season five finale, but can't quite get there. I and agree. Of course they can't um but yeah that's 100 percent true but i do have to give credit to the show in their 10th season still trying to trying and managing to have some surprises uh i was not look as not at all expecting them to kill death looking at season 11 i wish i thought the payoff is worth the buildup of the darkness spoilers i guess but i don't really remember enjoying shadow the hedgehog that much after the first couple of episodes but but who knows maybe i'll feel differently this time. i left that in just because uh, it, lastly, was a, it was an opinion and not necessarily a fact yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. that's opinion. that's an opinion um uh, lastly, here's my fuck Mary hunt for you: the Steins, the Leviathan, Jefferson Starship. Perfect. Uh, thanks for keeping me entertained and for giving me a community of other crazy people who love the show. Happy holidays and all that. Yours in hunkitude, Allison B. Lurkin, pro gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Allison. Um, yeah, I do agree that they need to stop trying to do the end of the world thing. They could just do a dramatic freaking haunted house for a season and I'd be into it if it, if it was compelling enough. It doesn't have to be the end of the world. They don't have to up what they did before. They just need to make it important 
And it does kind of suck that the, the situation always comes down to my brother or the world. And we get it. We get the choice that they would make. But maybe maybe they could do the heroic thing. I'm watching the Clone Wars, like the Star Wars cartoon mm-hmm. show, where like every episode, Obi-Wan is just like, yo, bro, maybe we just have to die. If we die and everybody else gets to live, if we just save the whole planet, it's probably worth it. And every time Anakin gets mad, about it, <laughs> dial like, it down, I'm Sam like, Winchester. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi, Sam Winchester. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But like they never the, the the sacrifice element of it is, seems to have like fallen by the wayside a little bit. Um, I don't know, but yeah, um, I'm um fuck Mary Hunt. I I, I I I they definitely don't need to do the apocalypse thing every every time. And I feel like there's there's probably like actual market data that shows them that actually that works. Like we put butts in the seats and eyes mm-hmm. on the screen when we, when we ramp it up to apocalypse and one of the boys has to die. That's what, that's what gets the, like what gets with the lurkers out and posting about the show. Right. Like that's, and that's a disappointment to me that like those kind of big moments are what drives TV decisions and writing decisions because that's such a bummer. Like I, I feel like if you, and it's been proven over and over again, if you give a creator f- enough leeway to write their own thing and they're good enough, they will write something special and, and, and interesting without like all mm-hmm. of the dramatic bullshit around it. But I don't think that like cable TV has a lot of room for that, especially CW like CW is not your home for prestige television, like AMC or FX or anything right. like that. Right. Um, so it's, it, it's, it's a toss up of like, I also don't like it, but I also know like the people that are signing checks to put a film crew in front of Sam and Dean are in front of Jared and Jensen, Jesus Christ um, are, are looking at numbers and going, actually the apocalypse works like make another one of these, please. Yeah. Yeah. We have to remember we, I, I mean, I just referenced like a children's cartoon and talking about stuff like for kids feels like something that comes up a lot. Like, as we like comic books or anime or whatever it is, it's like, Oh yeah. I mean, this is still marketed to kids after a certain extent. I mean, supernatural is marketed to teenagers to an extent it's on the cw even though it has grown way beyond that and that isn't that isn't to, to put it down but that's what it is everybody needs something and this is on the cw which is a tv channel which creates tv shows for a certain demographic um so yeah i mean it makes sense that they're gonna keep doing the same kinds of things because it's whatever the audience wants to see like mm-hmm. you said um yeah so what do you think of this um what the steins of the, the leviathan Jefferson Starships. Uh, Mary of the Starships. Uh, fuck the Leviathan. I think I've always said fuck the Leviathan anytime this choice has been presented to me. And then uh, mm-hmm. Hunt mm-hmm. the Steins because fuck their w- numerous titties and multiple dicks. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you for the sake of time. <laughs> we are going to get uh, so much <laughs> negative feedback about how many times we've said the word titties on this podcast. It's fine. Listen, we talk about dicks and balls all the time. Why can't we why say can't we say titties? Why can't we say pussy, Chris? What's the wrong with that? What's the wrong with that? <laughs> Uh, can I get an A can there? I, can I get a P in the chat for pussy? <laughs> can I get a, oh god, am I allowed to say that on this podcast? Um, all right. So uh, next is from Tom the Optimist, who has a fuck, which I kept reading as torn the Optimist, and I was like, Super bro, that's dope. a great yeah. song. Shout out. Uh, he has a fuck Mary Hunt for us, which is Luke from Gilmore Girls, Jet's ex-wife, or Mrs. Novak. Uh, um, all right, whew. simple. Uh, Luke marriage material, hundred percent. Marion, Marion Gilmore Girls, Jet's uh, ex-wife or XGF, whatever. She ran off with that other criminal, but she's still hot. Um, and then, um, so, you know, rolling the hay with her. Uh, Mrs. Novak, she's, I'm sorry, she's got a lot of emotional she's trauma. Of she's been in a, she's gonna, she's been in a weird magic coma for a couple of years, so I'm just, I'm doing her. Her, uh, her, out of her, her middle name might as well be Samsonite with all that baggage that she's carrying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll go with you all the way on wow. that one, 100%. Yeah, Luke, marriage material. Shout out to Luke from Gilmore Girls. Jeremy, you just didn't appreciate it. 
I liked it. I, I liked it way more than I just didn't want to watch anymore. And like, I'll do it for the show. I'm just not going to like personally like turn on some Gilmore Girls. I could watch yeah, the Mandalorian, my man. Say I could watch the Mandalorian now. right now. Yeah. Well, you just don't know Luke like that yet. Anyway, um, so this next one is from Dex. Totally forgot to write in, but Jeremy is a saint and let me get one in late. Happy to hear it. Did this just, just show up while we were recording? It was recording? literally right before uh, we were th- recording. I was popping and pasting this in. <laughs> Happy to hear y'all enjoyed season 10. I think it's probably my favorite since season 5, and Shadow the Hedgehog showing up in the finale was wild. But for the real reason we're here, fuck Mary Hunt. Shadow the Hedgehog, Sam's hair this season, and Death's enchiladas from the Supernatural Cookbook. Have a good one, gamers. It's a good one. This okay. is a good one. I like this I'm hunting. I'm hunting Shadow the Hedgehog. He's gonna die. I'm marrying Sam's hair, and um, fuck it. You're I'm fucking gonna, them enchiladas, gonna, huh? The fucking them ladas. Bro. I'm getting in there, bro. <laughs> I think we have a listener named Lada on Patreon, so we probably shouldn't say fucking them Ladas too much. We get, we get. I, I, we apologize. We apologize. We sorry apologize. to all the Ladas out there, but you know what? We're we're talking about the inches, not the. Never mind. I'm not, sorry to the inches. Sorry out there as well. to all the inches out there. Um. Oh man, this is hard. Uh, I'm gonna hunt Sam's hair. Tired of it. What the? Tired of the conversation, oh, Chris. I'm tired of like there being the pages in People Magazine of like match Sam's hair to the season. Well, tired of you saying like, oh, that we got to do a Sam's hair check in. Tired of people on Twitter being like Sam's hair, Sam's hair, Sam's hair. Don't care about his hair. I'm fucking hunting that shit. Wow. We're killing it. I'm. Wow. I'm gonna. Sh- is that is that how you feel about me? I'm gonna too? shave the head. I'm gonna collect the oh hair. I'm gonna put it in oh a spell. God. I'm gonna burn it, and that's going to burn oh. all of the hair follicles on Sam's head, scarring his head for life, where he can't produce hair anymore. That's how I'm gonna do that. Some Darth Vader. In case you were wondering what I was gonna be doing with my wow. time, wow. um, gonna gonna marry Shadow the Hedgehog again because, like I said, the two things I know about him, which is, um, but did you say big feet and guns? Is that what you said? <laughs> He's got fast, fast feet. feet. <laughs> <laughs> the two the one and a half facts i know about him which is feet and guns <laughs> is yep, uh, yep. i mean marriage material and then yeah i gotta fuck up with some of the enchiladas what are you talking about have to yeah yeah get inside those um all right and then finally so, uh toasted uh our friend toasted on discord um asked us to talk about rowena a little bit because we started the uh, specifically, she said, uh, do you think it was appropriate that she started with a Chinese accent, which I, I completely disagree. Like, everybody knows Rowena does not have a Chinese accent. She's pure Australian. But um, yeah. what is this to talk um, about how we feel no, about like, I'm, her art? Well, I'm pretty sure it's, it's a Canadian. Oh. Um, I think it's a Canadian Weird. accent. Okay. I did look at the wiki earlier, and those, I think Those I'm do right. sound a lot alike um, to each other. Those do sound a lot alike. Uh, or it was Brazilian. One or the other. I um, think she has a Brazilian, but she talks in Australian. That's right. That's what it was. That's what it was. My bad. My bad. My bad. Um, Should not drink so, on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I think remember when they first like tease her at the end of an episode, and she's got those guys um, from like the hotel workers that were like burning on the ceiling behind her, and it's like, oh shit, is this like a a Mary Winchester yellow eyes something situation going on? It like draws in that imagery, and then it it just she's a witch. She's here. Um, and her, the first episode that she in, is in, I don't remember it being bad. I don't recall too much. There's um, well, she she shows up at the end of I think either the first or the second episode in that scene that you're talking yeah. about with no context whatsoever, just like super right. hot redhead, like super dead people on the roof, and then they do not do anything with her for like three episodes, and then bring her back to um, enslave a couple of sex workers to kill Sam and Dean. Yeah. Um. So, kind of falling flat, and then it's like spoilers here's your twist it's uh crowley's mom and i don't recall ever feeling like oh shit about any of that because i just like didn't care about where crowley came from um 
So it is remarkable that once all of that was cast aside, once she was drawn into the Winchesters, that she got really interesting and they started doing fun things with her because it, it humanized her kind of once she's she's no longer in hell working. I mean, let's unpack that. For oh, a second. man, is she literally in down in hell while she's alive. That's a whole Crowley, thing. Crowley anyway. refers to that place as his dungeon at some point in either the finale or the one before that. Um, and I, I assume that that dungeon is not in hell, but like who the fuck knows, right? Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, once, once we see her working with Sam, I think it adds this other, this other layer to her character and it, or maybe it just shows her in a different light. It shows who she is in a different light. And we know that she's, she's working towards the actual plot. So, I don't know, seeing her interact with first Dean when she tries to kill him and it, like by painting all those weird symbols in her body. Um, and, and then Sam, I just I think she has great chemistry with them both and introducing her into the main plot and less of this like nagging force against Crowley really solidified her as a much, much more interesting character. Yeah, the um, the stuff in the dungeon is just miserable, like the over the top. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to trick you, Crowley, using the most obvious stuff possible. And like the mm-hmm. weird, like over the topness, like flamboyant nature was really, really a, a, a dramatic turn off to the character in general. Um, once Crowley like rejected her and she was out on her own and she was making deals with Sam and they were like doing some cool shit. And then she gets to kind of, it plays into her power. Like she gets to do some cool magic shit. That was when I got a lot more interested in her. And that's, I think that's, yeah. I'm hoping that that will continue. I don't really remember her arc for season 11. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty into how she ended up and I'm kind of curious, like, again, I said this at the very beginning of the podcast, but we have what is arguably the world's most powerful, witch with the world's most powerful, witch book, uh, on the loose <laughs> and she just like crazed yeah. up Castiel and then sicked him on Crowley like I want to see I need to see the end of that immediately so yeah yeah um yeah it'll be interesting do you want to keep talking for like an hour do you want to just keep going I've got another drink um, I think you know I'm out, you're of, out drinks. of drinks okay that's well, my, well I, I that's guess my biggest I guess we'll right end now. the podcast that everybody we're gonna get out of here I guess that's it also because it's thank you everyone two for hours. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's been we haven't done a long one like this. In no, a while. we haven't. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for everybody that took the time to to write in and to comment for all of the nice words. It's very, very, very much appreciated. Uh, you guys know the drill. Patreon.com slash Monsters Week. Go to thinkyface.cool. Um, you know, all of that stuff. Re- reviews, ratings, all of that. It's so, so, so appreciated. We yes. are going to be back next week. Did we tease season 11 yet? I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about it, so don't tease it. Well, hold on. I'm just going to tease the the line. Let's <laughs> see. Do-do-do-do. Supernatural. We're still in the Singer and Carver era. Season 11. Very first episode says, The Winchesters face their biggest threat ever. So. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Mosier. Howdy. Oh no. What? <laughs> Bringing that hype energy into the chat. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
No, I'm sorry. I had like I, I hopped into the chat before I like actually set anything up. So my beat. I'm set up now. I think. Yeah. Right. Check. 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 check, check. check, one, check, two. check. one two. One yeah. two. Yeah. Wait. Hold on. Let me. Let me test this really quick. That'll be the. Oh. What is that? Is that pick? You getting that pick up on oh, the mic? Oh man, good? I love to hear it. Crack and open a cold you, one with you love the boy. To hear it. You love to hear it. I um. You can't. I'm gonna do. I don't know if that's coming through or not, but I've got a little mixed drink right here. Some, some yeah, I, yeah, I hear some sloshing. I hear some mm. some sloshing for sure. Some Crown Royal and some some Diet Ginger Ale. Ooh, ooh. And just a and just a little twist of lime, Chris. Hey, you gotta do it to him sometimes. Got to do it to him. Did, um, did you know there was a porn uh, version of Twin Peaks called Twin Freaks? Um, no, I didn't. Isn't that weird? <laughs> How'd you discover that, my friend? I'm in uh, our buddy Dylan's Discord. I'm in uh, I'm in that, and one of their uh, listeners posted a bunch of like weird um, porn versions, and um, it's notable because uh, like it's like Wee Wee's Big Misadventure, <coughs> Twin Freaks, uh-huh. um, and <laughs> Backside to the Future. Okay, okay, and of then course. my favorite, which is just Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course i don't know why and then I, I gotta send you the picture so you can check out the conehead uh thing i'm gonna text it to you real quick uh, oh but check out that conehead thing which oh boy it's just oh. a lot hey that's something that it's is something else isn't it penetration is what that is, that is it looks like <laughs> it's almost a um it's gotta be like a, a blow-up doll right that's what that looks like i i couldn't i couldn't tell you um I my my innocent eyes are looking away from that. I tried what to do you think? What do you think it is? What what gives it away to you as being um uh blow up doll as as opposed to a real human body? It just looks like a blow up doll. <laughs> like your expert opinion. <laughs> oh wow, I see what you're gonna. I see what you're doing right now. No, Chris, you're not gonna get to me to admit to my love of of latex on this podcast. Uh, All right, we don't have where any is the what's it called um, feedback sheet? Yeah. Uh, go to the feedback folder and then go to season 10. I wonder if I can find it. Do you have the drive app installed? You want me to just send you a link on Discord? Oh, no. Uh, Do you want it on your phone? Or you want it on your computer? Yeah, just, yeah, uh, text it to me. Because I do have the drive app, but it, um... Thank you. Consider it texted. I'm adding last minute stuff to the uh what what do you call it? Feedback. Feedback? File. I don't know. I think people need to, you know, put up or shut up, not be uh down down to the line, you know what I'm saying? I, I know what you mean, man. Oh my god. What are we fucking chopped liver? What are we we don't mean anything to you guys? Oh man. Chris, how are you, my man? I we, right. we recorded yesterday, so this is very weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to the doctor today. Um Sick. And it's he asked me so one of the first questions he was like so you know everything the same same job I, I went there a couple months ago so it hasn't been that long I said yeah same job same life and he laughed and he went same wife <laughs> like as if I'm still married to the same person and before I could go oh no 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 same life not same wife I'm not married I am seeing the same person but I'm not married for any I could step in and do any of that <laughs> stuff. He just went, so do you guys have any kids? Or I was just Jesus. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> no, no kids, no kids. 
Um, and then he started being like, yeah, you don't want to be like me and, you know, having, having a four year old when you're 40 or something like that. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Doc, you're going, you're going through some times, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I love it when, um, uh, dudes just complain about the shit that they've gotten themselves into. Like, you uh-huh. know, this dude was obviously 36 years old and he, and his wife was like, let's have a baby. And he was like, okay. And now he's 40 with a 44 year old. And he's like, I have regrets. I did not like, yeah. but now he, instead of like doing anything about it he has to tell his random patients how much he hates his children right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and every time i go in there i want to say um hey so uh, you know i want to stop this before it starts really hair loss right because i got really long hair but i like he's so bald i can't just (laughs) say like i have hair down to my shoulders sitting there like as he has to brush it aside so he can examine my ears and i'm just like hey uh, by the way bro Oh, any tips on hair loss? <laughs> Maybe you're the wrong person to Maybe ask. Maybe you're the wrong person to ask. I see that you have failed in your endeavor, but like personally, like, do you have a guru or somebody that you look up to? <laughs> like somebody that <laughs> yeah. maybe did it better than you? Do you have a friend? Somebody that you wish you had asked? Do you have a friend from medical school that has a lot of hair in his 40s and yeah. maybe doesn't have a four-year-old that I could buy? Are with? there a lot of doctors with ponytails? <laughs> a lot of, are there a lot of bass players slash doctors in the house? <laughs> Can I get it? <laughs> Oh my god! Do you do? You, does your doctor? I don't. I've number one. I don't go to a doctor regular, regular on a regular yeah. basis. Um, right. But I've I've never worried about hair loss in my entire life. Like knock on wood. Like does is that something has, that your doctor can handle for you? I thought that was I like a one eight hundred number that you would call and get scammed or something. No, I think you can like talk to your doctor about certain things. I think people just don't. I think there are people like people like me who are like afraid to bring it up. You know, and I think that's just one of the issues. But there is stuff not to like grow your hair back. But to prevent hair loss, the only other problem is that that can like make you more depressed. And every time I go to the doctor, you're just about to learn a lot about Chris Mosher today. Every time I go to the doctor, I have to fill out one of those depression surveys. Oh, geez. Um, like before I go in, I've been doing it since I was like 16. So, um, I'm gonna be real with you, Chris. Like, that would make me mm-hmm. more depressed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like straight it is up. What it is. They gotta check in on you, you know. You know. <laughs> um, so I do one of those. What was I going with that? Oh yeah, so. I'm fine now, but I feel like maybe if I took something that could cause more depression, then I might actually be depressed. You know, yeah. I go through my 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 phases, but it's always I always come back out on the other end. And um, I don't know, maybe be worth it. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm actually kind of on the fence now. Are you are you that concerned about your hair loss, my man? Like, is it is it um, is it? Are you like take? Are you washing your hair or just clumps coming out? Or because that's no, a whole clumps different. Clumps don't issue. come out, yeah. but for me, I've noticed like thinness. Like when I tie it back, uh, I can see like where it's like way thinner than it used to be um when i let it just hang down it's fine it's not a big deal and if i cut my hair like you know a normal person then i probably wouldn't even have any issues but i don't do that i'm rocking the the full mull so um i want that i don't want to have like a bald spot in a full mull you know what i'm saying no that's 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 like the failed bass player right there (laughs) like that's terrible no if it ever gets to that point i'll just shave my head i'm not gonna be that guy but there's a ton of hair loss in my family, so I'm not getting away from this. Yeah, my my uncle was like totally bald pretty early in his life. My dad is he just turned sixty, and and dad still has hair. It's thinned, um, mm-hmm. it's but it's it's still there, and he's not like doing a comb over or anything. So he's yeah. he's still. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that like and my mom before she passed away, she had tons and tons of hair. So I, obviously, like chicks don't go bald at the same rate that men do, but. Um, mm-hmm. Just as a, you know, just had a bunch of hair. So I'm hopefully missing the Uncle Gene. Yeah. And won't lose yeah. all my hair. Um, it's a tough, it's tricky, uh, 
tricky thing to navigate out there. You know what I'm saying? There's actually a really funny. We have a we have a feedback question that relates to baldness that I think you're going to get a real big kick out of. I don't know if okay. I sent this to you right. back in the day, but it's no, uh, I don't. I want. I don't want any spoilers. <laughs> you, have, you, have you not looked at any of the feedback? <laughs> no, of course not. It's really funny to make Chris Mosher. That's part of the. You know, it's part of the part of the episode is me reading the shit for the first time. <laughs> Do you think we should, uh, like, obviously we have Niz signed up for season 11. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that should be our last guest, or do you think we should keep doing guests? Always, I'm always, I don't know. I'm always we'll torn. see the, whichever way the wind blows, you know? We just didn't really, we didn't really map it out this time around. Because yeah. um, then I, especially since I knew that we were, we were planning on, on having Niz guest on, and I kind of just forgot that, oh, wait, that's not season 10. Yeah. <laughs> that's season 11. And then I forgot, I was like, all right, well, we, I, like, last night, I was like, oh, should I watch Supernatural? Um, and then I, cause I forgot we do a feedback episode. We only do like two a year. So it's weird. Yeah. <clears throat> That's not true. We have to do more than that a year, right? It's 22, 23 episodes a season and then one feedback episode. So that's like every 40 weeks, I guess. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Holy Jesus shit. Christ. Holy shit. You just put a hole in my wall. <laughs> oh man. Sorry. <laughs> Hold on. My neighbors are coming over to check on me. Yeah. I tell you what, I sneezed at work and I made like a weird shrieking noise. I think I said that on here already. Really? Yeah, I had a, I just taken a bite of a muffin <laughs> and then I got the sneeze coming on. And if I was like, all right, if I unload the sneeze on my white desk, we have white desks at work. If I unload this sneeze, there's going to be muffin literally everywhere. So I had to like, at the last second, like, like rein it in. So I just made like a weird like <laughs> like kind of noise, <laughs> but it was it was as loud as what you just did. Like it was a full huge sneeze, and everybody around me was like, "Holy shit, local bones!" <laughs> what did you do? And you can't yeah, be just um, splattering muffin all over your desk. You're right. you're like they a, have you're no management. idea. <laughs> I was a hero that day. Some woman was like, and I thought my sneezes were bad. I was like, "Shut up, everybody." I don't normally sound like. And then I was trying to like power sneeze after that. Be like, sure. no, I swear my sneezes are normal. <laughs> I swear my sneezes. Every person, chew, every person chew. that insists that their sneezes are normal has a very abnormal sneezes. <laughs> like that's just the way that shit works. Yeah. Uh, there's somebody who sneezes at work and then goes. Excuse me. Every time after she sneezes, she does that. I'm like, lady, I swear to God. That is so fucking weird, man. I'm going to HR. So fucking weird. I uh I, I I am glad I don't work in an office anymore. Like I've had I've had some pretty terrible office stories, and you know just some normal office stories are just as bad as terrible ones to sometimes. But I'm just so glad I don't have to deal with that. Like I I go to my office and I'm like, hey guys, what's up? And they're like, Jeremy, what's happening? And I'm like, not much, man. What's going on? Like we do that thing, and then I'm like, all right, see you later, and I leave. So I don't have to stay there for eight to ten yeah, hours a day. Rise and grind every day of my life. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, my man. You you drive yeah. that drive back and forth to work. Like I probably. I definitely drive more than you do, um, just on a like a on a day to day basis, probably. Definitely. But definitely. I th- everything's further apart. I think where you are anyway. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that like your drive is probably a grind in a way that mine is 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 very rarely. Sitting in traffic sucks. Yeah. When there's no traffic, I'm like, I don't care. I'll breathe along, do my thing, take my time. But when there's traffic, I'm like, at any second, I could just I could just exit this vehicle going 90 miles an hour. I just want it. I want it to be over. Um. And of jokes on me, I'm, I would never be able to go 90 miles an hour in morning traffic. Yeah. That would never happen. But sitting in, in dreaded traffic like that, knowing that my destination is freaking work, and knowing that every second later that I am is a second more that I have to stay at the end of the day, it hurts. It hurts the heart. And then you, the later you stay, the more traffic you sit in. It's a vicious circle. Chris, um, 
<clears throat> I was feeling pretty, um, not very creatively. Just pretty? Like, you were just I was feeling, feeling very pretty. pretty. Yes. That's nice. Everyone deserves to feel pretty sometimes. Oh, fuck. This isn't going to work, is it? God damn it. Oh, damn it. What's up? Well, I, I was, this isn't going to work. I wanted to do a, a Star Wars ship name content quiz, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but when you Google Star Wars ship names, it comes up with all of the names from of relationship the names. You, you think that would work? Yeah, romance ships. Get creative. The shipping bro. wiki. Here we go. This is what I was looking for. Here we for. go. All right. All right. Cue the music. Wow, there's a lot of these. Hey, no, no doubt. Hit me up. Um, no, no, no trick ones. No, tr- no, no don't trick try ones. To, don't try to pull a fast one on, okay. on me. The ones that I could reasonably figure out. Um. All right. So. Okay. Um. I'm just. I'm scrolling through. Okay. Uh. A nod. A eighty dollar. You couldn't even say it. I couldn't even say it right. Anakin and Padme Amidala. 100%. Okay. Um, Bojana. Bojana? (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) You asked for easy ones. Bojana? Uh (laughs) All right. Can you please spell that for me? B-O-J-A-I-N-A. Actually, I don't know. Bojana? I don't know. Oh, Jaina. Mm. Okay, I'm sorry. I forgot that this was an extended universe character. My bad. Is that Jaina Solo? It is. Yes, it's Boba Fett and Jaina Solo. So I'm a- What? <laughs> okay. Um. Here we go. What about Enoch? Enoch? Enoch. This one's tough. This one's pretty hard. Is Snoke involved in it that is. one? It is. Yes, that's one, of, that's one half. Did they, did These are all het, by like, the way. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't tell you that. These are all het. E, like the letter E. Mm-hmm. Enoch. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking an Ewok is the first thing that comes to mind. It's not. But... I will. I'll narrow this down for you. It's from someone from the Rogue One movie. I only know Jin's name. There you go. What's nailed her? it? Oh, oh, Urso. Jin her last name's Urso, right? All right. Uh, Finray. Okay. First of all. Their timelines would never no, cross. No, Finn Ray, yeah. um, that would be Finn mm-hmm. and Ray. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Snoke and Snoke and Snoke and. Um, That's canonically impossible. It's canonically impossible. <laughs> I mean, we still don't really know the true identity of Snoke, though, right? Like, we don't know who. I think. Yeah, I have. I have plenty of theories. It, it could potentially be something weird. Anyway, um, Leba. Is that? Leia and Boba Fett. <laughs> what? Oh no, no, it is not. I'm sorry, you're incorrect. Is it Jabba the it's Hutt? It's Jabba the Hutt and Leia. I don't ship it. Don't ship Thanks it. It's not much. allowed. Don't ship it. It's not allowed. Uh, organ Walker. Organ Walker. <laughs> Come again. Organ Walker. If you, do you need to spell it? Okay, so obviously we're talking about a, a Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Organ like organ is that a Luke and Leia ship? It's a Luke and Leia ship. You got it, my man. 
gross. What when, what year was this established? If this was 77, that's fine. If this was if this was 80, I don't know. If it was 83, get in the doghouse. Um, that's not right. I clicked on that and said, you do not have permission to edit this page. So I don't know any uh-huh. history uh-huh. about this. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see what we can have here. Uh, fucks. Um, that would be Hux and Finn? Nope. Fux? Like F-U-X? Excuse me. P-H-U-X. Oh, Phasma and Hux. Damn, you're so good at this. I didn't didn't know the spell. My bad. Um, I'm going to give you this one. I don't know who this other character is, but I'm I'm banking on the fact that you might. Let me see if I can find who this other character is. All right, I'm just going to go for it. It's um, Rosinx. Is that Rose and Jar Jar Binks? It is. Again, is Rose the, the character even... from Rogue, Rogue One or from? Oh no, no, yeah. from The uh, Last Jedi. No, she's in The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, now I'm remembering. All right, um, here's a fun one. Scoundress. Scoundress is that? Is that the old scoundrel Han Solo and the princess princess? One hundred percent, my dog. You nailed it. <laughs> uh, Snoke Rose. It's a pretty easy one. Who is shipping Snoke and Rose? <laughs> Snoke Snoke Ghana. You got that one. And Leia, Snoke and Leia, Snoki <laughs> from the Jersey Shore. <laughs> no, it's the different different one. Snoki. I guess it would be Snoke if depending on your pronunciation standards. Snoke. Mm-hmm. How do you wait? How do you spell it? S N O K E Y. Oh, Snoke and Ray. There you go. All right, you want to do some slash? <laughs> yeah. Let's do. Uh, let's start out pretty easy. Huh. Uh. Anakwaskai. <laughs> is that Anakin and Qui-Gon? It is. Nailed it. Um, <clears throat> this one just se- this one just seems too simple. Anika Jarbeeks. <laughs> I wonder who it could be. Anakin Skywalker. It could be. Jar Jar Binks. Uh, <clears throat> what about Banuku? Is that, is that supposed to be Ben Kenobi and Count Dooku? It is not. No, try again, sir. Ben, Benu, can you spell it for me? It's B-I-N-O-O-K-U. Oh, oh, um, um. I may have mispronounced, I guess I speak Benuku. I may have been saying So, that Count right. Dooku yep. and Jar Jar Binks, 100% Rick, right? nailed it, yeah. Let me, please bring me that, that porn. I need to see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Pilot. Dark Pilot? Mm-hmm. Dark Pilot? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does somebody's last name have pilot in it, or is that just a job description? Because mm-hmm. there's oh no, you know I was thinking of Biggs Darklighter. That's his name, right? I uh, yeah, I don't he know. He has a huge mustache. He was friends with Luke back on Tatooine. Sure, yeah, he dies in the first. <laughs> it's in, in it's New not Hope. it's not that guy. I'll go ahead and tell you that. <laughs> um, dark pilot. Dark pilot. What the fuck? I, I mean, is Anakin involved? He, he is not. No. Dark pilot. Kylo Ren and Poe Dameron. What? All right. What? I hate when they get when they get they don't mix the names and they just like mm-hmm. come up with like a fancy like. If this was literally the SS Dark Pilot, yeah. come on. Guys. What about um? This one's a little tough. Dukakin. <laughs> uh, Count Dooku, also known as Darth Tyrannus, <laughs> and uh, Anakin Skywalker, also known as Darth Vader. Correct. 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 Let's see. Um, some pretty easy ones. Finlow. You should be able to knock that one out. Um, that would be, I assume... F- wait, Finn Lowe? Mm-hmm. 
Because I was going to say Finn and Poe because it sounded like mm-hmm. that, but Finn Low. That's Finn. Mm-hmm. And Low, like L O. Mm-hmm. Why am I. Why am I. Why are you blanking on this one? This, I thought this was going to be a layup for you, man. This feels like it should be really. Oh, Kylo Ren. There you Jesus. Go. Okay. Um, Ginger Pilot. <laughs> okay, uh, that's gotta be, uh, well, I know that Pilot is now Poe Dameron, and, uh, Ginger, I guess that's gotta be Hux, right? Nailed it. Fucking killing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okugan? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, uh, Qui-Gon and Goku. Yes, 100% correct. Uh, Oku? O-K-U-G-O-N. Is that... Oh, oh, is that Dooku, Qui-Gon? It is. Yes, it is. Okay, that's a Master and Apprentice situation going on there. What about Qui-Gon-B? Okay, that's another Master and Apprentice situation on our hands here. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's go Let's go through the Storm Pilot. Okay, that's Poe Dameron. Mm-hmm. And who could be Storm... I mean, anybody could be Storm... Like a stormtrooper, or is it a specific thing? It's a specific thing. Or does storm it's, reference it's, it's a specific one guy. person? I don't know. Um, I, I, no, I don't know. Who, who's who's storm? Finn. What? Oh, because he was a stormtrooper. stormtrooper. I see him as a uh, 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 certified member of the Resistance now, and I resent... Um, it's funny. You can't even do the nerdy Star Wars yeah, voice yeah. or like, the new stuff. Because the nerdy Star Wars voice is just people screaming about how much Ryan Johnson screwed it up. Or whatever. <laughs> um, we're gonna go. We're gonna go lightning fast. Are you ready? I need your answers within right, five seconds. You ready? Yodakin. Okay, that's Yoda and Anakin. Yodgon. Yoda and Qui Gon. Yodba. <laughs> Yoda and Boba Fett. Incorrect. Yoda and Jabba the Hutt. Oh. Yodelker. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that Yoda? Like, is that a Skywalker? Like, I don't know Correct. what's going on here. Yodvis. <laughs> Yodvis. <laughs> is that Yoda? Who? Vis? Who's that? Who is that? G- General Grievous. <clears throat> oh my God. Y- oh. Yanoke. Yoda and Snoke. Nailed it. All right. Uh, do you want to go to? Any. All right. Um. How come there's no love for Watto in there? Oh, there was. I just skipped over it. Uh, so there, there's big, there's big mistake. Well, there's one, and it's Watt, and it's Jar Jar Binks and Watt Tambor. What about Watto? Oh God, I can't even say it. Just kidding. Okay, uh, we're gonna do some film slash. There's not a lot of these because the internet sucks. Because um, there's like four girls in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. It's not uh, starting starting out easy. Rose Ray. Uh, that would be um the characters of Rose and Ray. How how deep do you go in extended universe? Do you go pretty um, deep. Not very, okay. but try me anyway. Phaza. Is it? Is this? Are we starting with Phasma? Yes. And Jaina Solo? Nope. Mar- Mara Jade Skywalker. Ah, Mara Jade. Yeah. Uh, I see. I've only just been recently introduced to her um, in the Heir to the Empire novel. I'm actually having trouble recognizing. This is how horrible I am about this. I don't even recognize a lot of these these names that are popping up. Like Olea. Um. Well, that's Leia and um. O, which is like the letter O. Mm-hmm. Not a lot to go on with Olea. Mm-mm. Um, so I don't know. Ula? 
I don't know who Willow okay, is. Okay, we don't. We're gonna skip Fem Slash. I'm gonna skip Polly because there is a special section that we have not done on the Monster of the Week podcast okay. before. The non-binary ship name. You ready for this? Interesting. We're actually. Interesting. Okay. I don't know how far we're gonna get because we probably actually need to do a podcast and it's late. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start at the top and just go through these. You ready? A two S two. Oh, that's what we mean. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that an ATST and R two D two? You have one of those two correct. <clears throat> ATST. Nope. I'm gonna give you R two D two. R two D two. And I don't know. Anakin Skywalker. Oh, oh, okay. So there's humans involved. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I don't recognize this name. I'm gonna say it anyway. A three T six. I got uh, a. Hmm. Is that Anakin? Nope. No, it's uh, there's not three A's in his names. That's what I was trying to do with that. Ahsoka Tano and the R three S six. I would have gotten Ahsoka eventually. I guess okay. she's from Clone Wars. B two B two. I don't know. I, I got nothing. R two D two and BB eight. <laughs> oh oh, a classic ship for the ages. classic for the ages. C two P two. I got a year. This is too hard. R two D two and C three PO. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay. You know what I was? I was thinking about when, you, when we said the the Luke and Leia ship because people watch stuff now, and I can't blame them. It's just internet culture is the way that it is. But they'll watch something, and then their desire going into it is, I'm going to find whatever I ship, and if I if I don't find a ship, then I'm not going to continue watching it. So, so for the people who watched A New Hope, I don't think any new person comes into Star Wars like this. But watching A New Hope. In a, in a vacuum for the first time and being like I ship Luke and Leia and then the devastation <laughs> of Return of the Jedi when they find out it's in Return of the Jedi when you find out that they're yeah, siblings yeah. right um I don't I, do you know who the R3 S6 is I don't even know what robot that is I I think there is an R3 who might be one of the other it's another R2 like, like it's an R2 yeah. from the Clone Wars yeah. so that's, I think it's yeah. a red one I think I might only even know of its existence because I had the toy of it when I was little. All right, are you ready for some some layups? Mm-hmm. Han three PO. Oh wow, Han and C three PO. I knew they were fucking. I mean, they, I mean, like opposites attract, right? Like C three PO is so it's like, uptight, it's like and Han Solo is Han and Leia, such a but bad like boy. Times a hundred, times a thousand, Chris. Just imagine yeah. putting that yeah. big old dogger in C three PO. It'd be fun. Uh-huh. It'd be fun time. Uh, Obi three PO. Oh wow, Obi Wan and C three PO. Yep, nailed it. L two S two. Um, I don't, I don't know uh, who's that. Luke Skywalker and R two D two. Okay, okay. Uh, the Royal Bot. <laughs> ah, that could be. Um, is that is Leia involved? She's royal, or is it Queen Amidala? No, no, you, you, you nailed it with Leia. I'll give you Leia. Leia mm-hmm. and and R two. No, Leia and C three PO. Why the royal bot? That's all right. Uh, last two. R R eight. Ray and BB eight. You nailed it. Fuck yeah. And last but not least, PP eight. Uh, is that Poe in BB eight? It is. Hundred percent. Yeah. He does love that little droid. Oh man. What do you think the uh, top ten or the top? Let's do the top one, two, three uh, AO three ships are. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I think. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that, I think I feel like Anakin and Obi Wan 
Anakin and Obi-Wan has to be high up there, right? Uh, negative. Ewan McGregor and, and Hayden Christensen are hot as fuck. They are, but they are not on this list. Neither wow, neither one of them are the in mind. the one, two, three. Oh, four. Raylo, Kylo Ren, and, and Ray. Raylo has it at 11,000 entries. <clears throat> I have muted hundreds of accounts on Twitter <laughs> because ever since I started tweeting about Star Wars, Star Wars shows up in my like recommended feed on mm-hmm. Twitter, which I actually do look at for like news stories, sure. or, you know, video yeah. games or movies, whatever. I, I'll scroll through that. And it, it just was inundated with people talking about their ships for, for Ray and Kylo Ren, who I, I don't ship. Um, I In my mind, I still see them as being like secret siblings just because of like Legends stuff, which I know is not the case. But I can't help but feel that way, so it just grosses me out. Um, and maybe I'll be proven wrong. Maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll do, the, do it and I'll believe it when I see it in Rise of Skywalker. But I didn't want to see it on Twitter, no. so I muted a lot of people. A lot of people with either Adam Driver or Daisy Ridley as their avatar <laughs> in my mute column right now. Uh, top six is Raylo, Kylux, Storm Pilot, uh, Rebel Captain. Finn and Poe, I see it. Finn and Poe, yeah. That's, even like uh, Oscar Isaac was like, yeah, I really wanted that to happen and like Disney wouldn't let me. Um, Rebel Captain, which is Cassian Andor and Jen Urso. Dude, I don't really remember. Okay. Um, yeah, no, Cassian's the name of the the like main dude from Rogue One. Okay. Uh Scoundrels, which of course Han and Leia. Scoundrous. And then uh Anidala, which is Anakin and Padme. So Okay. Okay. Uh I guess we let's should do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. We're 32 minutes yeah, in. I'm in my second, second beer. beer. This is gonna lead to nothing but trouble. Second half of my crown royal. Let's do it. I'm so nervous. My battery saver thing just came on. It says I got 10% left. Chris, um, what do I always tell you? I, at the- I should just go get my charger, I think. Okay, I'll, I'll break the podcast. Because I'm so worried. I'm worried that it'll die and I'll lose it. All right, I'll be right back. Oh. Okay. Sorry about that. It's okay, Chris. Don't worry about it. Got a little, uh, got a little tangled up in grandma for a second. Autumn is uh, getting me another drink, so the rest of the podcast is going to be really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost done with that second beer. I've been milking it. Mm-mm. Milking it like Luke does them titties. <laughs> 11 titties. Four dicks. Only two balls. Two though. balls. Weird. You Only, think, still just two you balls. Think that you, Power and all that. You think that she would add on. But no, you kept that you simple. You huh? want at least a third. But you know what? <laughs> Three prostates, though. Huh. Weird. Three, yeah. <laughs> You would think, because you got two balls per one dick, so you would think for four dicks, you'd have eight balls. Just a big old fucking like, bag of jelly. Yeah, but I mean, if you're there. a Frankenstein, you can just separate those. They don't have to come together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are, you waiting, are you waiting for your drink, or do you want to get It was on? just hand-delivered to me by the love of my life. Ah, so. gracious. Your gracious wife. Hit it. Your gracious injured wife that you're making give you. <laughs> she offered. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Oh. <laughs>